Do you think trolls are too small? <laughs> like, they're large, but giants are huge. Right. Like, do you think, like, they're just too small? No, because they're not giant. They're not giants. They are literally giants. They, they are, are called large giants. giants. They are part giant. No, they're all giant. No. They're uh, all giant. I don't think they're too... I don't think they're too small. I think it's better that they're small so you don't associate them with, like, giants proper. I like the idea of them being able to, like, stoop down to come through a front door, too. Yeah. That's that's good and scary. Uh, so, yes, the right size. It's a Mimic, the roundtable Dungeons & Dragons discussion where you never know what you're going to get. Welcome to another episode in our conversation on the big bad evil guys of Dungeons and Dragons that we like to call Port Folios. Get it? I get it. Get it? Nice. Because I wrote it. Oh, very well done. Thank you. Uh, I'm Dave, and with me today are Adam and Terry, and this episode is called Trolls Generating Sub Limb in Horrors. 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 There's oh. two syllables there. A trolls episode, and we couldn't reference social media, Twitter. Anything. I figured it would just come up naturally. Okay. Yeah, of course. I should have prepped that. <laughs> That's it. We'll, everybody go home. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. Now, we've previously covered uh, Beholders and Illithids, the Elder Elementals and High-Powered Constructs, Celestials, Fiends and Hags, and some of the biggest, nastiest monstrosities from both the Forgotten Realms and the Magic the Gathering campaign settings. For all of these and more, including a buttload of humanoid mob monsters, you can jump over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and dozens of other podcast apps. Or you can check out our YouTube page and the playlist on monsters that we've built there. In this episode of the It's a Mimic podcast, we're going to sit down with a classic type of enemy that used to be a staple foe at D&D tables, but seems to be less common in 5th edition. Trolls. Low-level parties dread them, and if you don't know the trick to keeping them down, you're in for a bad day. So arm yourselves appropriately, that's a troll pun, and get ready for the nastiest nasties this side of Uncle Terry. Because today... We cover the basic troll, the rot troll, and the venom troll. But before we get started, Adam, Terry, I want to ask a question. Before encountering them in D&D, when all you had was pop culture and fairy tales, what did you picture when you thought of a troll? Shall we roll dice? Let's do it. Yes! 16. 10. Uh, I just imagined some guy hiding out under a bridge preventing goats from crossing. Like, that is the classic one, right? Yeah. I mean, I knew that as a child. Yeah. And as an adult. It, it, it's all bridges, though, for me, too, right? Yeah. Bridges, Very, exaggerated features. So, like... Oh, yeah. Like no, big, like, big nose, big, big, noses, ears, big ears, ugly, yeah. warts, right? Yeah. Like, they're, they're not handsome-looking men. Yeah. But I never thought of a female troll, either. No. There were always men, and they were always... They always but had... But isn't that maybe because we're guys and tend to make it more guys in our head than... Every, like, instance of a troll that I've seen... Has been male. It's because men are disgusting, and that's you don't associate it's disgusting things to, with women. Sure, that's basically. easier to lean into, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, well, fair enough. Disgusting women in fairy tales are witches. Yeah. Right? Exactly. That. Like, that's that's the hag trope, right? So this yeah. is, trolls and ogres are big, fat, disgusting men, right? Trolls, they're you know, like nine feet tall, right? Giant kin, they're, they're, they're giant-esque, but not actually giants, right? Well, they're not allowed to be giants. They're they're technically giants. The shit that works against giants, if you have a sword of giants lying, it'll work on trolls. Right. Yeah. Uh, but they're, they're not quite on the same pedigree. They are kind of looked down upon by giants. And giants try to distance themselves from 
trolls. They're not part mm-hmm. of the ordning. No, they're not say. part of the ordning. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you. Uh, I've they... played this before. Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> they were already ordering enough. No, I tried to. No, no, that's <laughs> yeah. it. That's not working for you. Nope. Uh, they do get up to about 500 pounds, uh, so they're they're big, you know, and uh, the females are traditionally larger. Uh, they do have long claws that, you know, the claw itself is almost as long as the finger. These things are huge, and their arms kind of hang down super far. You know, they can kind of like almost touch the ground standing up. They do also have like the hunched over appearance as well. Although they're tall, they do kind of lean into it a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Do you think the claws are long because they regenerated so quickly? They just grow fingernails a lot quicker? Yeah. I mean... I mean, also, they're not going to get a manicure, but, like, do you think maybe that's... No, because regeneration implies that it was already like that, but they're getting bigger. Yeah, but if you cut your nail, it'll grow back faster because it regenerates faster. Is it regenerating or is it just growing? Like, you, you trim a flower, you know, does it regenerate a branch or like Wait, cut a tree? A question I have. Do okay. your nails grow from the end or do they push from the inside out? No, no, they push from the cuticle out. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> and then panics for a second. I was like, I know nothing. <laughs> right, like, is that regenerate? Like, that's, that's just growing, isn't it? It is just growing. Yeah, right? So, like, I don't think that's part of it. Okay. I think they're just, like... But I consider regeneration to be growing anyway. Sure, but there's a, there's a difference, right? Like if you cut a, a branch off a tree, yeah. that branch that grows back isn't regenerating. It's just growing a new branch, right? Right, but... A regeneration okay, yeah. is replacing the exact yeah. same thing. Right. Yeah, where it, instead of just growing. Like a child grows up, it doesn't regenerate. It doesn't generate yeah. into a person. It doesn't generate up. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I never really considered that. I'm glad we I'm glad we figured that out. Uh, now they are many different colors. They come in greens and grays and any combination in between, right? So uh, green, that's like three yeah, colors: greenish gray or grayish green. Those, those are your options. hazel. Yeah. Uh, but their hair is normally black, green, gray, or again any color in between. Uh, but it, I saw something. I forget exactly where I read it when I was looking into this, but they did refer to it as hair-like. And that was the the most descriptive I got out of it, which was kind of kind of weird. I thought that was like it's like it almost looks like wet seaweed, you know? It's it's it's, it's almost, hair. It looks like tendrils almost. Yeah, it's it gross. When when I think of trolls, they are always moist, and I don't mean wet. I mean moist. Okay, like they're they're gross. There there's a certain level of moisture to them. Yeah, and they stink like real bad. Like what do you think they smell like? Oh, like a 14-year-old boy after running laps for six days. You think? Like stale piss? Yeah. Yeah, like like rotted meat. It's not just garbage. It's it's the green waste, right? right? Where you just... It's been sitting out in the sun, the compost heap out back. You or know? like when you go to take your garbage out and then there's been like a hole in the bag and you get the bin juice. Oh. Yes. Oh. Yes, they drip bin juice. That's what it is. <laughs> so, so I used to work in a produce warehouse and we would occasionally oh, no. have to get rid of stuff. And we had a, a big dump bin for all like the stuff that came and we couldn't use. And when we would have to go and work on that and like dump everything on a hot summer day, oh no, it was just the, like the most disgusting thing. I worked yeah. on a movie set one time where I had to scoop over thirteen dead and decayed cats out of a barn so I, we could I, film I, in there. I was there. That was liquefied <laughs> and mummified. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Some of the cats were far too wet. And some of the cats were far too dry. Yeah. And there was nothing in between. Um, but regardless of wet or dry, they all had maggots. And the stench that came out of them. I 
Oh, when, the, when the you're maggots looking, had maggots. Like, yeah, yeah. Th- there was there was like bits and pieces of like puddles of straw. Like the straw has rotted and has become mush, and so there's puddles. And you couldn't find the cat except by smell. I know there's one in this corner because there's so much just rotten hay everywhere. Oh, so you're sitting there following your nose, and I've got I've I've got a mask and huge rubber gloves, and I've got like a, a garbage bag, a shovel, and a like just a four gallon thing of bleach that I'm pouring down all over the place. It was the nastiest shit. That's what a troll smells like. Yeah, and that's where they live. Uh, in in hay barns. I would say dilapidated abandoned barns. Yeah. 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 Ugh. Yeah, like they just there's there's something about them with their like their their sharp teeth and like they're they're just like and again, I don't think it's sharp because it's like, hey, I grow a lot of like canines. No, those teeth are just broken. Yeah. They're just rotted and broken. Yeah, like it just every part of them just screams decay and and just grossness, right? Uh, they've got those like Weird pointy ears too, not like an elf, but like a little more elongated backwards. A, a little more Yoda. Yeah, yeah, but not out the sides, more backwards. Yeah, and up. Uh, and I also kind of thought that uh, the the standard troll in the monster manual, the picture they have, he's got Cro-Magnon brow. Yeah, they have that. That you, you know, their names are they're not quite Ugg, like an ogre, mm-hmm. right, or or a hill giant, right? But they're they're definitely they're not smart. Mm-hmm. Right. No, they're not smart at all. No. Uh, they are always hungry, though, and will eat just about anything. Right? Like, I'm talking anything. That animal that died and, like, they ended up leaving on the... Like, the horse died, they left it on the side of the road. That troll's coming here three weeks later. That, uh, what is it, the fermented whale stuff that you get... Where is that, in Iceland? Yeah. Yeah, That they're all about that, right? Like, that's... that's they don't care. No, no, no. They will, they will lick the rotten meat off of the, the yellowed bones. It's an, it's an awful existence, though. Like, how can they? Is can it? They are they smart life? enough to realize that they're the weird ones? Well, I mean, you know what? And are they the weird ones? Golem feels like a small troll, like yeah. a small D and D troll, just with the broken, cracked teeth, the discolored skin, the weird pot belly, and the like straggly hair, and, and everything's relative, right? So if you are hungry and then you find something that you are willing to eat, they they probably they probably do feel happiness from that, you know? Because uh, oh, I'm just sitting there eating his little fish and like jumping on the rocks. Yeah, like yeah. A, you can play a troll like like well. Creepy golem. Not funny, fun golem, but like creepy golem. Mm-hmm. Not Smeagol. No. Uh, they do work well with others, though. They will event, like occasionally work with uh, all sorts of different kinds of creatures if they have common goals. Just because they're not intelligent doesn't mean they aren't capable of being mercenaries. Uh, they aren't capable of working together, you know, uh, to, to get the needs or to fil- fulfill the needs that they have. One of the main features that we think about when we think of trolls is the regeneration feature, right? That's kind of really what sets them apart from most other things. They do heal very quickly, and their dismembered limbs, when dismembered, can still act on their own. Do you guys come across that at all? Like, yeah, that, that's because one of, the, of this guy. That's one of the variants. Yeah, you've you've run into that, right, Terry? Yeah, in a, in a game. Yeah, yeah. And the only way to really suppress the regeneration feature uh, is with acid or fire. Now. Trolls are aware of this, okay? They know that they are, are uh, susceptible to acid and fire. They're weak to it. Yeah, like when we say they're dumb, they're just, they're just, they're bully dumb, right? They're thug dumb. They're not... Yeah, so, but the, when they're around human settlements, which they do tend to 
you know, live around because there's lots of opportunity, uh, they know that the humans control fire, right? Yeah. And they, they tend to give them a little more respect because of that. Uh, Is also, it respect or fear? I don't think they're afraid because they know that they'll fuck up a human, but they also know that the human, in the right circumstance, you know... Can, can fuck them up right back. Right, like, like fear's probably not the right word, but, but caution. certainly caution, yeah. yeah. So this innate uh, dislike of fire and acid... When it's used against them, that's who they target. Like if you're in a, a party full of people and there's a barbarian up close fighting them and then a, a sorcerer uses, you know, acid uh, splash or whatever, the troll's going to stop fighting that barbarian and go after that spellcaster. He knows what's up and he's going to get rid of that right now because if that barbarian cuts an arm off, it's, it'll be back. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, ow, but fuck, uh, I will get over this eventually. Right. Also, if the arm falls off, well, then there's another combatant. <laughs> Right? So it could be beneficial. Could you imagine, like, killing a troll only to have its severed arm? Yes. Yes, I can. Yeah. As it has happened. Oh, has it? Where the severed arm begins to, like, uh, move around on its own and is, like, essentially another part of the action economy. Yeah. Yeah, I fought a troll. Anybody who's fought a troll has had that. Yeah. Oh, no, I haven't. I've never come that, across that. That's legit. That they, Where's the monster manual? Like, that is that is fucking in there. Yeah, yeah. That, that is one of my favorite things about trolls. And my favorite thing, too, is every one of those limbs, that this is how I rule it, every one of them that gets away will become a troll again later. Because just because, like, what part of the troll regenerates? The 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 body of the troll. All of the troll. Like, that's how yeah. I rule it. If you cut a troll in half, you will have two trolls in three weeks. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh. You don't think, yeah, that makes sense, though, I guess. Does it? it well, well it, it's magic, right? Like, it's their, it's their horrible blessing that they get from their god-awful god that they yeah. can do this. There's nothing, there's nothing, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. There's nothing in the law that says that the magic is only held within the torso. Right? Like, <laughs> oh, my power's from my belly button. I'm essentially an ugly care bear. <laughs> oh, my liver! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, be sure to cauterize the belly button. Like, it makes no sense. <laughs> now, sometimes when these trolls do lose a limb, when it grows back... It can grow back multiples. This is how you get your two-headed trolls. Mm-hmm. Because a beheaded troll is still part of the action. They're not eliminated yet. It's, it's, this is not zombie rules, right? Yeah. Re- removing the head does not do anything. No, then, now you have a body and a troll yelling at the body. Like a head sitting there on the ground. Yeah, it reminds me of those idle hands. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot of that. And <laughs> I, I, I love trolls for that reason. Mm-hmm. They're a really fun dynamic encounter. Yeah, well, the other neat thing about them with the regeneration feature, I mean, I guess this isn't really the regen feature, but if they eat, like, a fey creature, they can gain some of those fey-like abilities. Oh, right, okay. All right, so they can kind of, like, absorb a little bit, and I would probably homebrew, like, some some fun stuff. I could use that to justify literally just about anything, right? Oh, absolutely. It ate part of a dragon carcass, and now it has a breath weapon. And flies... With scales. It already had flies. Oh, d- that's... A different kind. Yeah, yeah, different. yeah. Okay. Uh, now, you did mention the variant rule. Um, so, uh, it's right in the monster manual. If you if you like, when a troll takes 15 slashing damage or more, you roll a d20, okay? On a 1 to 10, nothing happens. On an 11 to 14, one leg is severed. 15 to 18, one arm is severed. And 19 or 20, it's decapitated. And it only dies if it can't regenerate, Okay. So that's how you get all your other your pieces hanging around, uh, which I thought was really cool because, like I said, I have never really dealt with. Oh wait for it! I love trolls. Trolls are fucky. Yeah, I love trolls because, yeah, I I will. It can get 
out of control really yeah. fast. Yeah. Of course it can. Right? It Especially can. if you butcher it up. Like, I'm Especially imagining I you guys probably did. When I, when I was fighting the troll, I, I didn't know anything about the lore. And, like, obviously you can't, like, metagame or whatever. But I didn't know much about them anyway. So I just was, like... Just kept going at it. I was like, let's try hitting it again. Let's see what happens then. Cut the other arm off. That was me. Uh, so if they do go to rest uh, and they don't reattach their limb, because they can just like pick up the arm and like hold it back yep. and let it grow on again, right? If they don't do that, it regrows when they when they short or, or long rest. So it doesn't take long for this to get out of hand. But that that's what I mean. Like if a finger crawls away, you still have a troll problem tomorrow. Yeah. But what I did find that is, uh, if they don't reattach the limb, then when the limb grows back, the old limb dies. Does it? That's what I found in the monster manual. Yeah, under the uh, the loath- loathsome limbs. Hmm. That that. Now fuck, again, that again, my... that's part of the variant rule. Oh well. Yeah, well, so it's open to interpretation. I could take it. Very. What, what if I what, Look, what if I cast regeneration on the limb? Like the severed limb over there, and it becomes a full troll Fair in point. like a round, and then the other troll's limb grows back. Then I think just the first arm dies off, but the troll now you have a one arm troll. I mean, the point is, I'm going to get weird with it. I'm going to get really weird, and I like the idea that it grows back wrong. So like, this one is a troll with eight arms and no legs, and it's a spider troll. Right, spider troll. Spider, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now. He has to patrol the city at night. Oh, get the hell out. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, you didn't, you didn't mind when Terry said control. I didn't even catch it. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little slow today, guys. I didn't sleep much yesterday. I was going to this morning, but, you know. You were yeah. excited about trolls? Yeah, I was. Trolled to into it? <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> All right, so when the limbs do get severed and are, like, flopping around on the ground, you know, fish out of water, whatever, they do act... On the troll's initiative turn, okay? So they don't get to roll their own their own initiative. They have an AC of 13, they have 10 hit points, and uh, they have regeneration as well. So that's, I think, maybe where you, like, you got the whole... The limb itself can grow back uh, with its regeneration feat, because it doesn't lose that when it becomes detached. Oh, yeah. No, I'm still going to accidentally have an army of, of trolls. We killed the one, but we forgot its cuticles. And here we are now, right? Like, yep. Uh, a severed leg doesn't get any attacks, and it has a five foot speed, I, yeah. which I don't like. I think it should get a like meaningless a attack. It should jump and kick and do zero damage, or at least like and a, end up prone afterwards. It would be like a slam attack, I guess. Yeah, I'm thinking like probably no proficiency. You know, just like a straight roll, and if it hits, it does a damage. And then falls prone. Well, it's still from a large creature, right? Like, it's a big-ass leg. Okay, roll a d4 then, right? Like, no, no, no. So it would do the one, right? Because I'm thinking, like, average person, if, if Kyle's leg falls off and kicks me, I'm like, ow, I got a bruise that didn't do damage to me. Yeah. Right? But, I mean... <laughs> Only non-lethal damage. Yeah, right? But Andre the Giant's leg falls off and hits me, I'm in trouble, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. For more than just that one reason. Yeah, but any, for, yeah. for multiple reasons. Uh, with a severed arm, though, they do get a claw attack, but it also has a five-foot crawl speed. And this is what I really like. It has disadvantage to attack unless the troll can see the arm and the target. Which means the troll is still controlling it? Yeah, it is. Oh, control? I like it. Yeah, yeah. Poor Terry. <laughs> I know this is a fantasy game, but how is it doing that? Magic. Through the, through the god-awful god yeah. that it's got. 
It's an awfully god-awful god. Yeah, they, they are not great. Uh, the the severed head, when it when it gets lopped off, it loses its keen smell trait. So they get they get advantage on perception for smells, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They lose that trait. So which I thought was kind of interesting because you'd think that the head could still smell. Yeah, it's got the nose. If it can still see the arm and the arm can slap without disadvantage, I think it should still be able to smell. Right. I think the idea is that it's not gonna be able to follow its nose. Like it's just gonna like if it falls face down on the ground, it's just smelling ground. It may be that it can't breathe. Like oh, that's a good take, point. Yeah, take the air in. Okay, I all right. Consider I'm, that. I'm that's, with that. That's in, yeah. Like uh, do, that. do they not? Are, is it not able to speak then? It's all just like mouth well, noises no, and ASMR. Because it can make a bite attack. Right, but but if it has no vocal cords or breath to draw the yeah, air, when in, you're speaking, you're breathing. Yeah, I suppose that's true. So all of a sudden, it's just. <laughs> That's why I never help people that go, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. I go, you're just making your breathing. And then one time, a child died. Yeah, and then, and then, no, and then they drowned and I had to leave I had to leave Britain. So, yeah. yeah that's why I'm here. <laughs> He's on the run. Jesus. Now, for the torso, uh, if it... <laughs> there's still fucking more. Oh, yeah, there's still it. more here. Uh, if it Locked has one in. leg, yeah. its speed is halved. And if it has no legs, it falls prone. If it only has one arm and prone, uh, it can crawl at half speed. But if it has both arms and and no legs, it can crawl normal speed. I'm going to ask this for Pepperina because we're all wondering what happens if it has its member still. Can it? What's its speed then? Can it crawl? Well, you got to roll for for, for for size first. Yeah, and then see how you know. I bet there aren't any circumcised trolls, right? Because they'll just grow right back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Unless, Gross. They're, unless they're American. They fucking love that down there. <laughs> the fuck? Foreskins for all. <laughs> well, they had forefathers, so they just kept it rolling. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, if the troll has no arms and no legs, it's just like a torso and a head, like, you know, Black Knight from, from Monty Python. It's just but a scratch. Oh, yeah, yeah. They have a speed of zero, and they are incapable of gaining bonuses to speed. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. Okay. So, but... Uh, they still get a bite attack. Well, if you get close enough, it's gonna. It's like that 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 Viking that was undefeated in battle and ended up dying because he kept all of the, oh, the severed heads head and the, the teeth bit him. And yeah, he, he kept all the severed heads hanging off mm-hmm. of his saddle, and he was like legendary. They were writing songs about him. They wrote poems about him, and he was like riding his fearsome steed, and the heads were bouncing around, and a tooth nicked his leg. It got infected, and he died. Human bites are among the worst. Yeah, well, we've got dirty, dirty mouths. Yeah. Ladies. Oh, well, I saw... Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's true. Like, if a child bites you or something, it's a big deal. Well, like, I, I saw a Reddit article a while ago, a couple of years ago. Babies with rabies. Well, there was a baby who was visiting a friend and bit a guy, and he had just had a liver transplant, so his immune system was shot. Oh, should have livered like, him alone. The, the the baby bite, like, damn near killed the guy. Yeah, it's right? really bad. Oh, yeah. Human bites. Children well, are gross. Well, they're bite-sized people. I'm tired of you, man. <laughs> no, but I don't have to prep. I'm just... Also, I'm exhausted. So you, want, you want to trade? No. No? Okay. Uh, now, like I said, trolls are capable of working together with others. The most common one uh, is gnolls, right? So let's just roll some initiative here real quick. And let's see... Oh, nice one, 19. Terry. Let's see uh, what you guys might do with <laughs> trolls and, and gnolls working together. Well, I'm probably going to open a pub. Called yeah, trolls, tro- and trolls and gnolls. Yeah. yeah. My God, this genius. 
Uh, yeah, it's for if it's trolls and gnolls, it's it's I can't do that. If it's trolls <laughs> and gnolls, it's gonna be hunger based well, for me. This and is they'll be out necessity. on patrols. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but this is out of uh, necessity. I see. Is it? It would just be an advantage to work together. I don't think there's any true alliance. Uh, it's just likely that they both want the same thing, and it's more likely that each of them will get it if they work together. Yeah, absolutely. They they work together to find a common goal and go their separate ways. Uh, they are not. They they may be considered intelligent creatures, but they like they're not going to form a pact with gnolls. They're going to work to you know find the the means to an end and then move on. Normally, that's going to be food. They're short term thinkers yeah. as well. You know, this is they're not strategists by any means. Well, hold on, I'm going to counter that for a sec. Okay, I hear what you guys are saying, and conventional wisdom says yes. Volo says no. Nope, trolls hang out with gnolls. That's the sure. thing. And here's my reasoning behind it. If you wanted to add that in. Here's the bonus. Here's here's the reason they would work together. Oh, because they're old buddies. They're old buddies. Yeah. No, it has to do with the fact that they both have a deep-seated hunger that's never satiated. Mm-hmm. Right? And they both get that from a god. Right? Yinagu is all about that hunger. When a gnoll eats a body, because they have to eat intelligent flesh. What Like, eating just a cow doesn't count. They have to eat intelligent creatures. And when, as soon as that food hits their stomach, it is magically transported... Into Yanagu's stomach. So the gnolls are always hungry. What an awful way to live. Yes. Yes, it is. And trolls would very much be on board with that amount of just wanton destruction. You're never going to stop and make a plan. It's just, hey, there's enough of us. We're big enough. We can take them out. Let's go. And trolls are I like not necessarily nomadic. But it's not like they've got a castle to defend or a homeland they give right. a shit about, right? Got no so, roots. Yeah, but here's what I would do with it. My my spin on it. Gnolls need to eat intelligent flesh. Trolls regenerate. Keep the troll alive. Eat the troll's limbs every day. You are a sad, strange little man. Oh, come on, though. Like, yeah, you know, no, that's great. I love Yeah, it. you come upon a gnoll war band, and they've got like seven or eight limbless trolls screaming in the back of wagons. Oh, come on. They just lost it this morning. They'll grow back tonight. Yeah, but it's it's day 143. Well, I mean... I, of having your limbs ripped off. I feel like you probably... chewed off every, every yeah. At what day. point do you get used to it? Um, I mean... I don't know. I've been torturing Dan emotionally, psychologically, and physically for years, and he's still not used to it. Yeah, but... Again, we're assuming that the, the trolls point, and the gnolls are intelligent creatures. At what point do you yes, get I'm sorry. used to either your arms being cut off or giant hyena people chewing them off? Probably I mean, never. Well, let's find out. You probably, wouldn't worry, you probably wouldn't worry that you're hungry anymore, though. That's that's probably true. What do they feed the trolls? What, probably Nothing. their own limbs. Yeah, like <laughs> more they, trolls. If that's... they if they starve to, they can't starve to death. They will regenerate. So if they can't starve to death, then why are they like? Why is the hunger so important to trolls? Because they feel hunger. But that's ugh, that's weird. Magic again. When is, when is hunger like, ever logical? I know. I mean, it, it it yeah, it has a purpose, but I mean, just not for trolls. It's just to piss them off. I love that. I mean, I didn't, yeah. I didn't really consider that going through this, right? The realization, light bulb, that's, that's, that's fucked up. That is fucked up. That's like super fucked up. Well, no wonder they're always so damn angry. That's the thing about trolls. Is that if a troll smiles, you're in trouble. It means it thinks it's one, right? And I think that's the only time it smiles. Right. Yeah. But in addition to gnolls, they will occasionally work with goblins as well. Uh, and they can actually assume control of some of the goblin tribes. They however, can be easily manipulated by some of the craftier goblins. 
and just kind of the, the craftier goblins can get what they want by making the troll think that it's what he wants, right? Uh, and if the troll doesn't go along with them, normally the goblins will kind of just will just kind of fall in line. So using the same initiative, what would what would you do with with goblins and trolls? How would you make that work? I don't know. Other than thanks, everyone. Good night. Um, <laughs> other than yes, I would have to ponder how I would trick them essentially, but I don't have an instance in my mind right now. But that's essentially what it's going to come down to, is outsmarting the troll. Yeah. Yeah. Using their bodies against them. You call that reverse physiology. I mean, I I think it makes sense for them to work together. I mean, goblins are smart and crafty, and trolls are large and powerful, right? That's a great combination together. If you can get trolls to work for you without them knowing they're working for you, that's that's a powerful ally. I I love the idea of the troll... It clearly bullied their way into taking over the small goblin gang. Like that's that's how they did this. They did not do it through through democracy. They bullied their way into leading this group, the way that bugbears do, right? right? So, and then I like the idea of of the troll being like, "All right, I need you to go out. I want you to go kill those goats." And the goblin's like, "We don't know how. Can you show us?" Yeah, <laughs> I showed you yesterday, but okay. And I'm like, hey, hey, we got goats today, right? Like, and it's it's very much who's who's outsmarting who. But also like, oh shit, if we get cut, he will just eat one of us. Yeah. If we get if we get found out that we're like mocking him. And like can you just picture the troll lumbering away and all of the goblins suddenly taking the physical body of the of the troll and walking around making fun of him on his back? Yeah. Like I would play that up for comedy. That's how I would use Well, it's just like you could really lean into that. Like that's the goblin I think is probably my favorite ally of the troll. Well, the goblin's the one that's gonna troll the troll. <laughs> Which is poetic on like 16 levels. Yeah. Right? Uh, but they also do team up with Beholders. Okay? Interesting. So, again, same initiative. Okay. The dice are always making me go first on the spot. <laughs> How would I have a troll work with a Beholder? Um, well, well I, it's, they're traditionally minions of Beholders, right? Well, That's, it's just, like, I mean, I, I had written down here, they, Beholders need strong subjects to fulfill their big plans. And people right? and subjects that are not going to argue with them. And are not going to be necessarily threatening to them. So the promise of, hey, you every time somebody comes into this lair, this area that I'm defending, they are all yours. 100% go go right after them. That's probably going to be a good deal. It's also security for the troll as well. Yeah, that's a good point. And beholders don't need a whole lot of loot, right? So, like, if you kill the things, you can keep 60% of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Trolls are very much interested in treasure, not just food. Yeah. yeah, right. So, and look, I think that for beholders, they're, a they're not going to get grossed out by trolls. B they're not going to get outsmarted because beholders are paranoid. That's the thing. Yeah, and they know that a troll does not pose a threat. Right. So they're an ideal henchman. Mm-hmm. But they're going to use them as guards, right? Also, beholders like to be underground and in tunnels and caves, and trolls will just naturally be there anyway. So you could very much think that that is a troll in like conclave up in the mountains but it's actually a beholder lair you could get in over your head quickly yeah mm-hmm. uh what about the anise hag terry you're up <laughs> 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 well that seems to make kind of that seems to make kind of sense for me but, but then again it comes down to the difference in intelligence for me there and it's still it's it's kind of like a beholder but just a different creature in the anise hag but it's it, it comes down to security for me. It comes down to that it's a low threat for the Anis Hag. Uh, as long as that they the Hag can provide what the troll wants, it seems like a good deal for them. Um, they make great minions in that their behavior is predictable because they always want the same thing. Yep. Uh, so it's, I guess, predictability in their behavior would make them a good um, minion for a Hag. 
Yeah, I like them because they're both kind of gross as fuck. Like, the Anna's Hag is the grossest. Yeah, like they, they look like trolls. They're moist mm-hmm. too, right? They've got warts. Yeah, they're hunched they over. Wow. Um, so like, there's a lot of physical uh, characteristics that similarities. They share. Well, like this is my boyfriend. Well, yeah, it, well, <laughs> they make perfect henchmen. Think Queen Bee with the drones, right? The trolls are the perfect drone. Oh, and she thinks that it's his like like he's my pool boy, but it's like a swamp out back. Yeah, there's a whole pool. Oh of, my yeah. god! Uh, come out to the swamp, boys. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying I mean, to think how we can make a sex tape out of this like for the PCs or at least like an audio recording like if they're casting message or something or they can hear something I'll work on it I would record that ahead of time and just have myself making noises in mud yeah and then just play it for them yeah just just slurping no you just get a bowl of craft dinner and stir it there you go yeah, that's that all is, you need that is uh, whoever's editing this I think it's Brad Brad uh, can you get a, a swampy moist craft dinner sound effect to put it right right here No, I don't think we got that. Okay, let's move on. Yeah. Except hags are women, and women typically don't like the word moist. So when I think of hags, I like to think of them as wet. If Wait. You no. It, <laughs> oh, Uncle Terry's back again. <laughs> Alternatively, Brad, if you did get the craft dinner, good job on finding that craft dinner noise, Brad. Yeah, well done, that. Brad. That is great. Uh, the other thing I liked about them is that they, they do kind of share the same biomes. When I think of trolls, I think swamps. I think... Um, I, you know, I don't think fields and plains and, and, and that no, kind of thing. No, they're, they're always around a body of water. Like it's a river or a pool, but a lot of But you will, you like, bond. you'll find them everywhere. But to me, when I think troll, I think moist bog. Right? Yeah. And that's true for Anna's Hags as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you need to specify that a bog is moist. Like, I just wanted to We assume that. Moist. <laughs> I got a moist bog? No? No. No? My right. God. So we have gone over already how the, the, the giants and the trolls are, are similar, but not quite. Now, specifically for frost giants, there is a variant of them called the everlasting one, okay? What this is, is a frost giant that worships the troll god Vaprak. Uh, they are the god of strength and hunger, which, I mean, that's perfect for that, trolls, Yeah, that's right? trolls. Uh, and, I mean, in addition to, to trolls worshipping them, ogres do as well. I imagine other... Uh, creatures of that kind, maybe like Ettons or that kind of thing, might as well. Yeah, right. I would say hill giants too, because they're always hungry, they're always eating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Vaprak will tempt the frost giants through dreams and nightmares, which often depict scenes of cannibalism, uh, and eventually pervert the frost giant into enjoying this. Then, when that happens, Vaprak will send a troll to the frost giant to meet in secret. At which point, the frost giant will completely eat the entire troll and turn into one of these everlasting ones. Hmm. All right. Could you imagine? Like, I don't want to be within 10 feet of a troll. Could you imagine having to, like, pack down nine feet of them? Oh, to consume the entire thing? Like, claws and all. Even, like, the hair-like substance that they have. I mean, go down easy. They're so moist. It's slippery and slimy all the way down. Do you think you could do it in a year? Like, if someone was like, look. You'd have to do it in a day because he's going to regenerate come midnight. Or come long rest, right? Short rest, even. So you got to do it quickly. So it does specifically say that these are like the most uh, determined frost giants. You got to fucking hoover that thing. That is no good. You got look. It's gonna suck no matter what. Just get in. Literally there. and figuratively. Just exactly. Just just get in there. And get it done. Don't fuck around with it. No. Once once these everlasting ones uh, reap the benefits of Vaprak's blessing, big air quotes on the blessing there. 
they do gain some strength. They do gain uh, poor temper. And they do gain the troll's regenerative ability. Neat. It is neat, but that doesn't seem like enough to get me to want to mow down on a because troll. Because you will never get rid of that smell and that taste in your mouth. Ever. Well, they also, like, everlasting ones are traditionally kind of crazy. Now they're super evil. They were evil before, but, like, now they're super evil. They're... They're a problem, and they they and the traditional one, the picture of them in Volos, I want to say, has two heads and like multiple arms. Like they're trollish. Yeah. Now these particular frost giants can be used as tools of Vaprak to like infiltrate. Every time you say Vaprak, I think you're quoting Mars Attacks. Vaprak, Vaprak, don't run. We are your friends. Vaprak. Yeah. Never seen it. No. Oh, God damn. Yo, you like it. it. Yeah, yeah, that's one great. that you would like. It's, really? Oh, yeah. I don't like stupid movies. It It is. It's smartly stupid. You would enjoy okay. it because it's making fun of itself. Okay, that's good. Jack that's Nicholson something. plays two characters. Oh, really? And he's the yeah. president and the owner of a casino in Vegas. Okay. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> also, they kill Pierce Brosnan. You like it. Yeah, it's great. I like Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Who's your favorite Bond? Probably Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, you're that age. He would have been your Bond, right? Yeah, I, mean, the I 90s. was too, yeah. but like... He walked, yeah, well, but he, I like Sean Connery. No, Roger Moore, man. He's like the quintessential James he, he was like suave, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what started the suaveness off. But that's what separates Bond from different spies. Anyways, anyways. Back to trolls. Yeah. Uh, these these uh, everlasting ones, they, they can be put into powers... Or into positions of power in... in uh, giant society okay but if they start doing things that vaprak doesn't like when they regenerate they'll start to regenerate and become more troll-like which will lead to their ousting so once you're in once you're an everlasting one you're you're in it to win it why is it called an everlasting one uh because they last forever and there's only one of them do you think trolls are immortal no but they regenerate yeah but they can be killed no no no. but no, like no, but they can't like Lord of the Rings, yeah. elven mortal yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, like all kind of immortal, Dave. It's all the same. If you're well, immortal, you're immortal. Well, no, well, no Superman's immortal, immortal. Like he you can't, can't die. Kill him. Yeah, except for that one time. But we don't talk about that. He came back. Yeah, he's fine. It's just a scratch. Yeah, <laughs> just but a scratch. Something, something, Jesus, something. Right uh, now, these everlasting ones, when they do get ousted out of uh, the Frost Giant society, well, people get ousted into. Well, yes, that's true. <laughs> when they get ousted from, yes, there we are. Uh, Frost Giant Society. I bet you say pre-board, don't you? <laughs> what, what do you say, prebbered? Prebbered? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, no, but like... I've been waiting an hour to prebbered this play. <laughs> <laughs> we have fucking derailed Dave. Yeah, big time. About 30 but, times. Because this 25-minute section has been going on for 50 minutes now, so <laughs> that's, let's that's go. fine. I'm almost, I'm almost there. Uh, <laughs> Uh, these these exiled ones, if they're not immediately killed by the Frost Giants, they become exiled, and they can form clans of their own, clans of everlasting ones. Uh, and when they get together, when they produce offspring, uh, the offspring inherit these gifts, I'm using air quotes again, from Vaprak as well. So you can have, like, a naturally born everlasting, everlasting one. Yeah, they're not all, not, not all of them have to eat the troll. They don't all have to pay the troll toll. That's... That's a um, interesting way to throw a spin on it, right? If you're heading north and you throw trolls at your tier two party mm-hmm. and they're used to dealing with them and then they run into trolls up in the north and they're like, oh, well, get them with fire. But now they're frost giants. It's it's not mm-hmm. trolls. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, the other neat little thing that we do with trolls 
uh, is the idea of troll jerky. You've you've eaten troll jerky. Yeah, you have eaten troll jerky. I, in our Sunday campaign, uh, have had troll jerky for a long time, and it's just like an easy way for me to keep track of rations because that's the only game I play in where we actually do that. But yeah, the idea here is that there's enough troll jerky that if you eat half of it, it counts as a ration. And it will regenerate by the time that you're hungry again, right? Yeah, so, so troll the, jerky is great. It tastes nasty, smells nasty, but it keeps you alive when you're crossing through the desert, which you guys have been doing. Exactly, right? I mean, I'm a Leonin barbarian. I don't, like, he's not super concerned with the quality of the jerky, right? Yeah. But uh, the interesting thing that we had happen was I lost a hand. It just fell off, right? <laughs> it and, did not just fall off. You lost the hand. In combat. Yeah, well, yeah, tis but a scratch. It fell off after it was cut off? Or yes, what? yes. Yeah, that's normally how it doesn't fall off before Oh, it's you're acting off. like I said the stupid thing. Yeah. Oh, okay, Dave. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but eventually, the hand started to grow back. And I now have one large green hand. With six fingers. Uh, yes, with an extra with an extra digit. Sure. Uh, so it makes holding that sword a lot, or axe, I guess, a little bit easier uh, now, because I couldn't wield my two-handed weapons, which really sucked for like a session and a half. But uh, yeah, no, like it, it was, it's it's been an interesting oh, change of pace. That's great for a barbarian. Just cut a hand off. Yeah, I love it, it. This is the third campaign that I have had troll jerky there that people have been just eating. Just hey, you know what? We're gonna eat troll jerky because it's not gonna affect the rations. And this is the first time that the person eating the troll jerky lost a limb, and I finally get to play with it. So I am so excited about this. Okay, side note. You know what I learned recently? Most of our grip strength actually comes from our little finger, our pinky finger. So if you don't have that, your grip strength is drastically reduced. So if you can put the players into a position where they have to choose a finger to cut off, particularly a barbarian, they will most likely go for the pinky finger on their left hand, thus meaning they cannot hold their two-handed weapons or wield them properly. I'd at least give them disadvantage, yeah. Same. I like that. That's fun. Although I will say, I don't have feeling in the end of my thumb now, beyond the knuckle. Uh, I had I got nerve damage, and I can't. Like I have no. It is numb there. Really? It is horrible trying to hold a jug of water. I have no strength in my. Like I can't feel. Shuffling a deck of cards has been a strange experience. Really, or yeah. probably trying to thumb in a semi as well. Well, I mean, you use the palm for that. <laughs> Naturally, <laughs> Jesus <But>. Christ. <laughs> You haven't been on an episode with Terry and I in a while, hey, Dave? Uh, no, not in a long, long time, actually. I think <laughs> yeah. it's been a, been a minute. Uh, but yeah, let's, uh, let's at this point now break down our trolls. So let's roll for initiative and see who's, who's going first. Eight. Nine. Seven. Oh, God, I got to talk still? I think I've gone last every single time. Uh, all right, so we know we've already gone over the physical description of the troll. They're moist. They're ugly. Are they moist? They're, they're green. They're, yeah, they're, they're wet boys. They're damp. Like, like super damp. Super damp. Super damp. Um, Are they dank? I feel like they're dank. Uh, well, I mean, that's that's the damp stank, right? They're, they are certainly... I feel like they don't have stink, they have stench. Like, we've we've graduated to the level of stench. Yeah. Yeah, is there something worse than that? Than stench? Yeah. Because, like, this is going to be the extreme on that one. Like, just absolutely grotesque, right? I feel like anytime somebody's, like, the barbarian is face-to-face with the troll, like, the bard is in the background going... <laughs> Trying to make the barbarian vomit. <laughs> you should have like disadvantage on charisma checks or something yeah. around that. <laughs> That's a good idea. You know what? 
<laughs> the troll stench leeches There's a magic you. item from trolls here that we can do. I hope I didn't make somebody listen to the podcast vomit. But you know, like when someone's got you, you little gave, you gave me a little uh, a little a little, <laughs> little burp a little burp gurgle there burble. Uh, okay, Dave, go on. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, but in addition to all of the in. The physical description, the moisture, the claws. Yeah, the... they they are still deceptively thin. Like they're not they're not big and bulky. They're they're tall and lanky. Well, I assume they've got a high metabolism. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. Yeah. Oh, right. I mean, where are the calories coming from? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wherever they want, really. Uh, they also have poor hearing, and they are light sensitive. Uh, they don't like being out in the light, uh, which does kind of give them that keen sense of smell. You know, like. Someone who's blind can hear better and stuff like that. They don't have sunlight sensitivity though, right? That's just a lore. It's, they don't have sunlight sensitivity, the the ability. They but are they, sensitive to sunlight. Yeah, they're going to squint in the sunlight. Yeah, they but they not, won't yeah, like it, yeah, right? Yeah. When they're when they're walking down through the forest, they're not walking through the path. They're walking in the shade, right? Sure. Also, did you guys know that troll blood is like super valuable? Like if you can harvest the blood of a troll... You can sell that for big bucks. For what reason is it valuable? Yeah, it's used in poisons, antidotes, and in some healing potions. I would assume it to be good for the blood bank too, just like it, it would consistently regenerate. Uh oh wow, that's interesting. Now the the blood is like a viscous green, like thick oil, right? It's Vulcan blood or Kling, Klingon blood? Which no, it's like saying? thicker than that. Like and it's not the light green. Oh, it's, it's coolant? Uh no, it's still like think darker green. Like it's this, it's gack. Yeah, you know, you know how like there's there's red and then there's like dark blood red. Well, there's green and like dark blood green. Sure. Right. Like, pus, 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 yeah. pus. You're close, Terry. We'll give it to you. Uh, what fucking vowel are you guys using? The, the same vowel, but we're not. We're keeping a PG thirteen, oh. bud. Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, pus is something else. Yeah. yeah. One S. No, but it's this. No, what? that's it's, it's two pus. S's, isn't it? Oh, it is one. Okay. Yeah, it's pronounced the same, no? Nope. No, fuck it is. Well, it depends on the context. It's like red and read. No. No, yeah. it's not. It's P-U-S is pronounced the same, no matter what. I don't have a wound leaking puss. Yeah. No, I have a wound leaking puss. Not in my country. Yeah, but in our country. <laughs> We're leaking the, puss the, the, everywhere. I fucking bet you are, bud. Like, <laughs> is it moist? Look. I've the, never noticed that, that you said that differently. Yeah, yeah. No? Yeah. No, it's, wow, okay. Yeah, you're the weird one here. This still happens to me, even now. <laughs> Note to self. If I, next time, if I get an injury and I go to the hospital, I'm leaking <laughs> puss everywhere all day. <laughs> Welcome to It's a Mimic, where you never know what you're going to get. Really? Jesus Christ. Speaking of pus. Pus. Oh, no. When they're in heat. God damn. (laughs) They leak mate rut. All right? And that's in quotes. Mate rut. Is that in the fucking monster manual? No, no. I did did do some digging online, and I think I've got some good sources on this, but I did not find this specifically in the monster manual. Okay, so this is... This is from the what book of exalted desire, whatever it was. I don't know. Again, it, it like, did specifically say this was five E lore, but I'm just you know I did some research and this I, is what I came up with. Here's some asterisks. Okay. I, I feel like the the troll fandom got out of control here. It, yeah, I mean, like this is some sort of weird, gross pheromone that says they're you know down to fuck. Like this is this yeah. is great. Like if they smelled bad before. It is just otherworldly. They just want to troll in the hay. Uh, they, yeah, yes. 
Uh, now, trolls are also known to travel in groups of like three to twelve. That's kind of the size of their clan. Okay, uh, and they will. Is it a clan? Like, is that what? The, yeah, the, the, the term is okay. clan. It's not a pack. It's a, it's a clan. Really, clan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they will settle near humans to try to kind of take advantage uh, of the uh, benefits that are being around human settlements. But it's not specific to humans. If there are, uh, I mean, elves probably would have gotten rid of them. But, you know, some like dwarves, maybe they like you find trolls in mountains and stuff. Right. So maybe they're they're leeching off of that as well. But the human settlements really are kind of the, the cream of the crop. That's where they can get uh, some of the weirder things, you know, more more reliable. Right? I feel like they're going to prey on little gnome settlements in the woods, too. Yeah. I mean, the, the, like I said, the elves, they're just going to kind of come down and get rid of everything in their territory. The dwarves are underground, so there's not really a lot of uh, materials to leech off. Of a dwarven society when you're up in the hills, right? So all of these like hobbits or not hot fuck, but like halflings and stuff like that. Yeah. Fuck me, that was terrible. Yeah, it's that was bad, yeah. unexpected as well. Jeez, you're you're getting a demotion here. That's fine. I am so tired. Yeah. Yeah. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Uh, once the resources in the area are exhausted, though, they do tend to move on. They don't set up homes, uh, except in some cases where they will set up a lair. Okay, uh, and these layers are matriarchal in nature, and they attribute their existence to the great mother. Now, each clan has a great mother who is rumored to have been a daughter of Vaprak. So they all trend, they all, they all claim that they are descendant of uh, of, of, of these bloodlines. Okay, okay. Uh, they do speak giant, and also another thing called troll speak. Which is just a guttural mix of common orcish, goblin, and giant. Okay, so it's kind of a weird mix. I think yeah, that's just in actual fifth edition lore, they just speak giant. Yeah, again, some of the stuff I had to dig a little deeper for their culture because they do have culture. They aren't just these roaming, you know, beasts with nothing. Uh, they do pass it down orally. They don't really have their own written language. They're not uh, big into that kind of. I'm language. not sure they can read. And it's more like I don't think they're interested in it. I think that they would have the intelligence to do it if they really tried. But most of them are not going to give a shit to learn an alphabet. No, because a lot of their tradition and history and culture is clan specific. Right? Yes. Uh, so I think that this flavor here that I'm, I found was just kind of more to what do you do when you come across a group of trolls? You know, how do you how do you build into that a little bit? Maybe your your players can come across... A troll settlement, and although they're probably in a lot of danger, maybe there's reasons that they are going to work together, right? Because again, trolls can work with with other with other creatures. Uh, trolls do have an AC of 15. Uh, they've got 8d10 plus 40 hit points, right? So they they do have quite a few. What's that on average? Uh, 84. Yeah. Right? Okay. Uh, and a speed of 30 feet, unless they're you know missing limbs sure. or their limbs are missing bodies. Uh, they got a strength of 18, dex 13, con 20. So those are like their, their three best uh, stats. And their intelligence, wisdom, and charisma are all between like a 7 and 9. So they're, you know, a little below average, which is surprising to me because I think that the charisma would just plummet due to the... Yeah, but... <laughs> and I know that charisma isn't just looks and stuff. And... No, but it. I think it has to do more with insight. Like, it's going to be easier to fool an ogre than a troll. Mm -hmm. So it's their insight. It's their ability to read a room to know that you guys are tricky. I'm on. You, I don't know how you're fooling me, but I know you're fooling me. And I'm just going to, like, roll initiative. Like, here we go. Yeah. Right. So I think that that's where that level of charisma 
they're social. You say they have an oral history. Yep. So they're more social than than ogres, right? Yep. Uh, they do get a plus two to perception. That's the only skill they get. And they get a dark vision of 60 feet and a passive perception of 12, right? Uh, again, it says here language, giant, and it's a CR5. We've gone over keen smell already. They get advantage on perception checks that rely on smell, okay? And, of course, the regeneration trait, which they regain 10 hit points at the start of their turn. But if the troll takes acid or fire damage, uh, it, it won't work. Like, it won't regenerate acid and fire. So if you're keeping track, make sure you're, you know, noting what kind of damage. I mean, I always do anyways, just because there's so much that's immune to magical and non-magical and yeah. so on. But um, the the troll will only die if they start their turn with zero hit points and don't regenerate. So they'll go down with zero hit points, but if they fell from slashing damage, they're right back up. So you have to do fire or acid. When they drop to zero hit points or before they get to their turn in initiative. So let's say you drop them with a baseball bat, yeah. right? But I got to come in with fire before they, they get a chance to regenerate. Yeah, just a simple fire bolt or something yeah. like that will, yeah. That'll keep them down. Yeah, but you got to like, it's it's very time sensitive. If you don't get them like right away, they're coming back up next round, right? It's, it's incredible. And that, I think that's what really makes these guys so friggin' hard. Um... It's not the musk, rut musk, what was it? Uh, uh, mate rut. Jesus. Mate rut. Yeah. That oh. is, that is just. I love it. That is just. Yeah, I, I also, I often think of like, because I mean hunting, right? I think of these deer hunters that go out and put like, you know, deer piss to try to, to try to. Right. Like, so, so I'm imagining people trying to uh, capture trolls and like using this bottled mate rut. To, like, lure them in. I'm 100% into the fact that this probably smells really, really good. It just is a spin. And it's, like, very popular with bards. <laughs> That's an interesting spin. Because it doesn't... Well, I guess it did say you, that it was pretty gross. There should be but... a magic item, potion, or something, whatever, that gives... It's, like, a say, like, a potion of... Whatever, of troll regeneration. So that is attractive for a bard to take. But the smell of mate rut smells pleasant to them. No, that's, like, a side... It's a side effect. Like so they the curse. just like cover it all the Oh, do you smell that, guys? Yeah, we do. Would you cut yeah, it out? You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn. You guys want to head anywhere a little bit more moist this, this tonight? We can go check out the old watering hole, literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love it. For attacks, they get the multi-attack, uh, which is one bite and two claw attacks. The bite is just a plus seven to hit, and it does 1d6 plus four piercing. And the claw is a plus seven to hit as well, and it does two d six plus four slashing. Now there are a couple of other variants as well. There's the four armed troll, which you find in Horde of the Dragon Queen. Okay, they are just uh, a troll, obviously that has four limbs. Both arms got lopped off, and they've regenerated and come back with more limbs. They get more attacks. They get one claw attack per limb, so they would get additional ones, which increases the CR to six. Uh, but the damage and the to hit all stay the same. And they still get the bite on top of it, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, in the Dungeon of the Mad Mage, there is a five-armed troll, which just gets that sixth attack to the multi-attack. Although it didn't specifically say that the CR increased. It doesn't, though. The way that the modules are built, it doesn't necessarily get into the CR being any bigger. But, I mean, in theory, they know what level you should be by the time you get to fight these things, so... It shouldn't be too imbalanced, but I'd be careful before you start messing with the action economy too much with troll attacks. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. Well, now that I've told you guys about trolls, let's uh, let's roll some initiative here. All right. All right. Eighteen. Okay, Eighteen. I got eleven. Throw me a fucking up again. one. I have gone last every single time. Jeez. I'm crying. Why? I keep yawning. <laughs> oh, crying because I keep yawning. I keep okay. yawning. But maybe you got a, a, a full nose of of what was it? Musk rut? Mate rut? Mate Puss. rut? Puss. 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 Sir. Fuck. <laughs> I have been in this country years now, and I never knew that. Oh, that we say that that you. Well, I say we, you, <laughs> the royal we. <laughs> See what I did there. Anyways, we rolled initiative. What are we doing? Go on, Dave. Uh, all right. So, what would you guys do with trolls for like an environmental or like a social encounter? How would you guys run that? I'll tear you up first. Yeah, for um, social encounters, I always try and I always try and find ways that you can. Not necessarily ally with these weird kind of creatures, but that you can be of use to them. Or for some reason, you have to work with them. So I guess the way is to just lean into what they naturally need, which in this case is going to be like food. Maybe it would be a mate, actually. Uh, you know, because that would be particularly devious as a DM. Give me the bard. To inc- <laughs> well, even just some other, like, maybe they've lost their mate or something, or they need an introduction or something, whatever it's going to be, but have it revolving around this troll's mate, especially because that's going to be particularly challenging for the players to get through, because, you know, there's going to be, like, the smells and, like, their they're, they're ugly features and things, but you can create these scenarios where it's going to be uncomfortable for the players to listen to, and that is what's going to create the memory for them, more than just, like what stab stab kill kill whatever so uh so for a social encounter it's basically some sort of romantic encounter or side quest whatever between two trolls that's going to be particularly difficult for the players to sit through so just something to make uncomfortable. them really uncomfortable yeah. Yeah. all right I'll, but I'll... like enjoyably uncomfortable okay. like this podcast <laughs> god damn this episode specifically yeah yep it's brought to you by Mutt Rut. <laughs> Mate Rut. Mate Rut. When you need pus. No, wait. Dave, you're up next. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I already kind of brought my idea up a little bit. I like the idea of having your characters have to walk into uh, a social setting in a troll uh, clan where they, they have to maybe find uh, uh, ways to work with them. Now, my guys, as I'm sure most people's are, are murder hobos. All of my players just they they go in and they try to kill, and when they don't, it goes horribly wrong for them, for a multitude of reasons. So I kind of like to give them the, the the social test. Can you guys play nice with others? And the, the answer, answer is, is always no. Oh, yeah. oft, often, yeah, I know. Uh, but that, that's kind of where I would I would throw them into that. Throw them somewhere where they're out of their element. Maybe they're in a swamp. Uh, reduce their movement. Right. Uh, just take them out of their element and make them work with an unsuspecting ally. Right. There are a lot of different ways you can interact with the troll because trolls are big and dumb. And it's not, yes, there's the gross factor, but this is the same conversation with hill giants and ogres and ettins and like big, dumb, often funny, but trolls aren't necessarily funny. Right. They're the, they're the last one I think of as being comedic. I'm, I like to use trolls as a legitimate threat. So the Hobbit movies, the Goblin King was a fucking troll. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, like yeah, that's definitely. that's what I'm thinking of. And big, ugly, gross. And you as an audience are like, ah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not scared, but I do acknowledge this is a threat. Right. It would not shock me to have this guy pick up and eat something like a creature, a living, intelligent creature. 
directly on the screen in front of me. Like it's this is a threat, and I want that that feeling at the D and D table, which means I'm going to use a troll that's terrorizing the village. I love trolls for new players because they don't know. They don't know the fire thing. They don't know the acid thing, right? Or you give them the amulet of fire resistance. Most people don't remember the acid thing, right? They go, oh, trolls and fire. Well, now it's immune to fire. What do you do? Yeah. Right? Or like when you fought them, Terry, they were uh, they were surrounded by geysers. Yeah. And so there were geysers going off. Their geysers were an initiative. And they were in a field of geysers. So not only is the terrain against you, but at the same time, your fire shit isn't working. You're not lighting them on fire or carrying a torch or anything. So... I shut that shit down pretty hard because I want that threat and I'll put them in groups because one troll is, yeah, kind of scary. CR5, sure. Eight trolls, that's a problem. Even for a like CR9 party, trolls are now still a problem because there's a lot of them. Well, that kind of brings us to the next one, battle tactics. How would you guys use the trolls to fight? Uh, same initiative. Yeah, for me, for trolls, be- because of the regeneration factor, it's going to be... It, as a DM to make it particularly challenging, it's going to work in your favor to try and separate the party. I don't mean like split the party like they're in different rooms or whatever, but if you can have a larger map, something terrain-based like Adam just described with the geysers, but if you can separate them, split them up because one person is trying to deal with this troll over here, the other one person is trying to deal with the arms and get distance between them as best you can because somebody is going to fuck up. Somebody's going to make a mistake. Somebody's going down. They're going to be unconscious or prone in water or something. And now it is a nightmare to disengage from all of these separate parts of the troll and get back to that one area where the problem was going wrong. So, yeah, separate them. Not because that's going to uh, be particularly good, but because when somebody does fuck up, they've got to try and get back. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Split the party. I love it. Well, I often try to split the party with, mm-hmm. with combat. That is... That's and, what I do. And often when you don't want the party to split, they do anyways. Fuck, tell right? me about it. Uh, I like the idea. Now, this is going to kind of like do a little bit of homebrewing for me. But I like the idea of having um, the limbs kind of like maybe hanging above. And the, the troll limbs are a trap. All right. And they're just kind of sitting there in stasis through whatever yes. magic you want. So that when you walk through, you know, the battle tactic is that these arms fall. Maybe this is a cobalt trap. Okay, and the arms fall, and then it's just nothing. Oh, there's a bunch of arms on the ground, and the next round, trolls start to regenerate from it. Oh, uh, I see. I want. I want to go just a little step further than that because trolls know what their strengths and weaknesses are, right? Like we talked about, yeah. they know to avoid fire and shit. They also know they can regenerate. I love the idea of one troll getting chased by the party into like a very narrow, very steep ravine, and he gets gets in there, and the party chases after them, and then the trolls up on the cliff. Push a boulder down and trap them in. And then just start cutting arms off and tossing them into the ravine. Interesting. We don't. We can roll boulders and we can throw rocks. Or we can send our arms in and we can see it and they can't do anything about it. Because mm-hmm. we're 70 feet up. A troll horde? I love that. So, like, that's just an old western thing, right? Like, you ride into the dead end and then all of a sudden all of the... Everything closes in around you and you're trapped. Yeah, <laughs> but you look up and there's all the figures on the, like, on the cliff face. Looking down at you, like that's that's a standard tactic. Like I like that, but my big thing, trolls. It's weird that they're on a vulnerability to fire and acid. Like it stunts the regeneration, but it's not telegraphed that that they're going to take more damage because of it. Mm-hmm. They also, if you notice, they don't have any resistances or immunities. 
and they don't have a whole lot of hit points, which means they know and they're relying on this regeneration. They're going to go in. They don't do a ton of damage. 1d6, like they're hitting over and over again, but they're meant to hit tier one, right? Or really early tier two. And at that point, they're not really a threat. They're there to just wear down your resources. Maybe really wear them down or take out a small uh, light character that's without a whole lot of hit points. Something a little glass cannony like a, like a sorcerer uh, or a, a warlock, right? That That's in there over their head and the, the troll is on top. Remember, three attacks is enough for you to get a kill. They hit zero hit points and you still have multi-attack going. You get that kill in. Because you're going to hit with advantage because they're prone. And then that counts as two. Death saves failed. And so the next time you hit, they're down, right? Like, that's scary. And trolls are scary at that level. But the moment that you have Fireball, which, remember, CR5, that's the, this is where you start to see Fireball coming into play. It's, it's no longer the troll's advantage. You've got to eat up those spell slots real fast. So my thing for trolls is they're going to retreat. The moment they realize they cannot regenerate, they will run away. Because mm-hmm. I don't think they're brave. They think they're brave, they think they're crafty, but they're not. They will wait to ambush, but when it doesn't go their way, that's it, we'll fight again tomorrow. I can heal and get better if I get away. No troll is going to fight to the death. Why would they? No, they'll just come back tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's just it. They are playing the long game. So that's my battle tactic with trolls. They're, they're shock and awe, right? They're going to hit you when you least expect it. They're going to try to get that one kill in, and then they're going to fuck off. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be a neat recurring enemy. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's neat, too. If you have players that have never seen it before, at, at first level, have the troll walk into town, pick up somebody, and eat them in the middle of town. A couple of town guards come by to fight him, and he shrugs off, and you, the players can watch it heal. And now it's a quest to how do we deal with the troll. Yeah. Right? And they have to go to some mage on the other side of the kingdom and, and do a quest in order to get the information. because Or they have to go find a druid that knows the secret or whatever it is. Right? Yeah, they can be a tier one bad, big bad evil guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's how I see trolls for, for battle tactics is they're there to be bullies, but they're not, they're not dumb dumb. Right? They're not going to fight to the death. Yep. Uh, do you have one plot hook or side quest, one shot or? Oh yeah, I got quest? a good little side quest. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and this is—it's based around a battle that you cannot win. It's a clan of trolls. It's a clan of trolls, but it's set up that way. It's a clan of trolls where we know that they still like treasure. They're, they may well be attra- attracted to things that they know are going to be advantageous to them. Maybe they've got like an amulet of fire resistance or something or, or whatever it's going to be, uh, an acid resistance, something which uh, would be attractive to the players. Uh, perhaps one of their big like warts, you know, which is filled with pus. Pus? Yeah, that's right? terrific. Which we know mm-hmm. may, you know, something magical to do with regeneration or whatever. So things that are attractive to the players. And there's a number of trolls in this clan. And the idea being is these items are, are up for grabs for you because you know that they'll lose a limb after you slash them with so many hit points or something, ultimately meaning you can retrieve that item. But how long do you want to go for? Because there's 12 of them. <laughs> and you will lose. And you're on their turf. Maybe you'll get a couple of items. Maybe the barbarians go, let's go one more round. Let's go one more round. Try and get one more thing. And it's how deep do you want to go? How close to the traffic do you want to play? Because it'll pay off well. And that can kind of be like a like a little reward sort of side quest for them. 
Interesting. I like that. Like the idea is you need the necklace, so you got to get that decapitation in. But every but time when you, you do roll it, your D twenty, harder. Well, it's got to get a nineteen or twenty, right? To, in order for the variant rule, anyways. Right. right. Like it's it's damn near impossible. But but every time you slash slash off an arm or you do whatever, you add the action economy. It's going to get harder. Okay. So how long do you want to go for? Did you get the item that you wanted to? Maybe you didn't want that one. Maybe you wanted that one at the back over there. I like that. It's interesting. Uh, I mean, for me, I would probably. Hmm, I mean, I really do tend to lean into my stereotypes. Uh, I would probably have them have to go get a thing, uh, but in order to get it, they have to cross the bridge and they got the MacGuffin, and then there's the there's troll. the troll sitting there. Now, obviously, I wouldn't do that if they're like a you know high level tier two, like you know level ten kind of thing, or uh, or tier three or four. Like that's obviously going to be a low level thing. But I like the idea of them not necessarily being the big bad evil guy, but more of like the lieutenant of you know they're the guys that are. Uh, maybe, for instance, with the with the Annis Hag, uh, they're surrounding the whole Annis Hag encampment, like then or, or territory, and you got to kind of get through them, right? They're they're a barrier. They're not an encounter. They're like a, a, a barrier to get through. Almost environmental to get past them. Yeah, that kind of thing. I really like the idea of um, of trolls being. Aware of the fact that fire and acid fuck them up. But you know who else fire and acid fuck up? Regular people. Yeah. So the troll doesn't necessarily go for the kill. The troll that is terrorizing the most brutal tyrant troll is the one that says, Hey, you guys hit me with the flaming arrow and I had to run away. I still have that scar. It didn't regenerate, but I'm back at full health, right? I'm here. I'm mad. And now I'm soaking wet because I, I, I have a barrel of water with me. So, like, fuck you. And by the way, give me your mare because I'm going to hold his face against a burning hot iron. And we're going to see how you guys like it. We didn't touch on this, but they are chaotic evil. Mm-hmm. And they are evil, evil, capital E. Right? They are not there. You can play a troll as a bouncer in the middle of, of um, like, Sharn. Right, you can have a troll be uh, an adventurer that's that's coming from like, I think you can play as half trolls in previous editions and shit. Like, trolls can not necessarily be chaotic evil, but lean into it, make them so gross and disgusting. Everybody that lives in the trolls' territory and it roams. It's got like a countryside, but there are multiple villages, and it's fine because the moment that you reach adulthood, you have to cut off a limb. I don't care which, but you live in my territory. Only I get all the limbs. That's the kind of thing. And like, there's a bunch of like 13 year olds, because you're an adult at 14. It's medieval, right? Like, right. Yeah. So like, there are a bunch of 13 year olds like <laughs> freaking out, going, I can't do this. I cannot like have my, my arm ripped off because it's not like cut off. The, I think the troll walks up, grabs the arm, just starts to twist. Yeah. And twist and twist until pop. Well, you got to pay the troll toll. That's and that's just it, right? Yeah. Like, that's my that's my level of nasty troll. That's my encounter. Like, I want them to be the horrible evil tyrant because if he kind of oversees this land, by the time that you're done tier one and you've killed this thing and you figured out how to do it, you've gone through the quest and everything, you are a local legend. Yeah, that's the right level of D and D local legend that they these guys here killed that troll, and that's that's impressive. Yeah, uh, you know, I I didn't really know a heck of a lot of trolls moving into this. Uh, I mean, I roll. I run Dungeon of the Mad Mage, and I came across the five-armed troll in there, but I haven't come across it yet, and I'm really looking forward to it. Like these, these trolls are, are, 
I mean, I, I probably didn't give them as much credit as I should have. They are they're one of the very kind of interesting, weirdly unsung heroes. And, and mm-hmm. they're, yeah. they're, there's not a lot to them, but what there what there is, you can do so much with. Like mate rut. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, but but seriously, we complain about boring stat blocks in fifth edition, where it's all just hit points and where's the auras and where's trolls have crazy weird shit going on, and every troll's different, like the different kinds of trolls. And you can also, like, oh, now it's got three arms. Now it's got four. The next time you see him, he has two heads. He's like... He's always walking in circles. He's got two left feet. Oh, you, sure. But if I'm going to have him have four feet, maybe he's got ten feet. Like, he moves faster. <laughs> he's got ten feet you know, movement? Yeah. He's four feet with ten feet movement? No, he's, yeah. he, no, he's four feet with forty feet movement, right? Like, yeah. he can gallop now. He so. has a climb speed. Sure, <laughs> why the fuck not, right? Like, trolls, you can get weird with the body horror, and I'm into it. I know we mention it in just about every episode that we've got a subreddit, r slash it's a mimic, but I wanted to point you guys directly there because that's where I keep the episode guide updated every week. Also, we have a post there that's stickied at the top, which is there for mailbag questions, and we refresh that on a regular basis. I know that I'm in there as often as I possibly can, updating the list so that we're ready to go the next time that a mailbag episode comes around. And everyone except Terry is lurking around on there. It doesn't feel like it, but I damn well know for a fact, because they mention it to me, that Jeff and Dan and Dave and James and Kyle were all lurking around, waiting for someone to post something and feeling, I don't know, weirdly awkward, I guess they feel awkward. Anyway, feel free to talk to the people directly. You don't have to just kind of post an official question. If you want to call somebody out for something funny they said or something they got wrong on an episode, that's really the place to do it. You can send interesting links to D&D related nonsense that you found online or just come in with a cool story about something that happened in your campaign. It's really the best way to get a hold of us for just kind of shooting the shit when it's not an official question or a request or a shout out. And of course, you could just shit talk Terry behind his back because he's the only one that's not on there and he's not going to check it. It's r slash it's a mimic on Reddit. You're invited to come hang out at your leisure. Let's get back to the episode. Okay, so today I got the uh, the Venom Troll, uh, and I did I did really enjoy the Venom Troll. Uh, a Venom Troll, to give you a background, is essentially a troll which has been ravaged by massive amounts of poison, and this has caused the troll to mutate into this ugly, venomous uh, creature that probably has a more exaggerated kind of warts and flesh rotting as it's kind of boils being, and right. It's being poisoned from the inside out, and it's probably pouring in its saliva uh, every time that uh, a limb is cut off or it has an open wound wound uh, poison will come out of this uh, out of this area and these creatures are especially dangerous in close combat because of the poison which comes out of their body that will damage your characters so let's take a look at the fifth edition stat block for the venom troll then so still a large giant still chaotic evil armor class is 15 i think that's the same as the standard troll yeah. slightly higher hit points because we're seeing 90 10 plus 45 that averages out at 94 but we're still we're seeing a standard walking speed of 30 feet. For their stats, their main stat is their strength. That cap that's 18, that's a plus four for strength. After that, we're seeing dexterity being slightly higher than average. I apologize, their large their highest stat is actually constitution, which is all the way up to 20. 
very low intelligence and very low wisdom, both of them lower than that of an average human. Same with charisma. So physical stats much stronger in this one. For skills, we see perception, damage immunities are poison, obviously. Uh, condition immunities poisoned. They get their dark vision. They have a passive perception of 12. Their languages, it only lists giant. And I'm okay with that. I think it makes sense. Their challenge rating is 7. They still get keen smell like the other trolls. But now they have poison splash. So when they take damage, anything but psychic that is, uh, each creature within 5 feet of that troll uh, automatically takes 2d8 poison damage. The regeneration is the same of the other trolls. Their actions, they still get a multi-attack, so it's bite and two claw attacks, the same damage. But now they get a venom spray, and this will recharge on on just a six. So it's different to say a dragon's breath weapon, just a six. Um, and what the what the troll do does is it slices itself with a claw, which releases the spray of poison, and it goes into a 15-foot cube. The troll itself takes uh, 2d6 slashing damage because it damaged itself. And this damage cannot be reduced in any way. And each creature in the area must make a DC 16 constitution saving throw. If you fail that save, uh, you're taking 4d8 poison damage and you are poisoned for one minute. If you're successful, you take half as much damage and you are not poisoned. Uh, a poisoned creature can repeat the saving throw at the end of its turn though. Ending the effect on a success. I love that they can like just cut themselves open and do that. Because like, I was saying that trolls are kind of skinny. This one's more like morbidly it's obese. Yeah, it's, it's like they, frumpy. It's like they caught an artery or something. Yeah, yeah and they're like they're, they're like boils oh, and like yeah. I don't. I think it. Boils. I think it cuts a boil. Like yeah. that's the thing. I love that when it takes damage, any kind of damage except psychic, which means that if you hit it with with force damage or bludgeoning, the mental images you're popping, it's fucking boils and it's splashing around on everybody. Like it, I bet. I bet it keeps these boils safe. And like this one's name is Steve, and then he like pops it at you. Oh, right? and then like say a lot of Steve. And then, oh, and that's then, so savage! Then, I hate those types of bad guys. Yeah, like that. yeah, those creepy ones. Oh, and then they like push it together afterwards to regenerate it, and like let Steve come back. Well, yeah, uh, I, I think they're so gross, and it's fun. Oh, love it. Okay, a couple of things I need to mention here. So in Modern Kind and Presents the Monsters of the Multiverse, um, some monsters got reprinted and they got updated, and the Venom Troll was included in this. Uh, so a couple of changes to, to note. In Modern Kind's Tome of Foes, the the uh, alignment is listed as chaotic evil, but in Modern Kind and Presents the Monsters of the Multiverse, uh, it is listed as typically chaotic evil. A little bit of wiggle room there if you... If you want to go neutral evil, if you want to, I go think if you're evil. popping boil in someone's a boil in someone's mouth, you're you're evil. You're like yeah, maybe neutral evil, but you're it, evil. And it, it's uh, that point yeah. it doesn't you know if that's the area you really want to focus on. Fine, I wonder what the reasoning behind that was. It doesn't matter. Um, their keen smell is also removed in Modern Kind and presents monsters of the multiverse. I'm not sure why that would be. I'm sure there was a reason. Maybe it was a mistake. I don't know. Uh, but their keen smell has been removed. I Any don't, ideas? I don't think it's a mistake. I think what they've what they've done is they have cracked down on the codifying of what each one of these specific kinds of features or traits that monsters can have, what they're worth. Right. Right. And so they will have some formula or something where dark vision is worth three points, keen smell is worth four, right? Uh aggressive is worth seven points and that will tell you what cr level this is like what the danger factor is right so i think that that's why the keen smell got removed to keep it as a cr7 yeah i can't imagine any other fucking reason why they would do that 
I, and honestly, I would ignore that. Give them keen smell. Yeah, me as well. Because remember, I said before that they don't have the, uh, you know, the, they have the light sensitivity and like they don't hear so well. So you got to give them the the other side of the coin, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Have them. And again, a troll sniffing out hiding players is oh, gross. Yeah. Right, and I'd lean into it too. Like they're sniffing, and you can hear the mucus rattling around in their nose. Like I'm really going for the wet, gross, yeah, the, the moist pus. Yeah, that's what I'm leaning into. But that's it for Venom Trolls. Uh, David, your episode. Uh, do I have your permission to roll? Yes, let's let's roll. Nineteen again. Oh, we're rolling won, off with sixes. I've won three times in a row. 14. Sixteen. Okay. Oh, hey, I'm going last. Yeah. Sure. This is it. It's all turning around, Adam. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, environment and social encounter opportunities. Oh, yeah, it's tough. I think for an environmental encounter, maybe you can lean into the keen smell. For whatever reason, DMs, be creative, come up with the idea of, of the reason why, but essentially the puzzle is it would be a huge disadvantage to be seen by this troll doing whatever you're doing, and it's the classic case of they're trying to sniff you out. You're hiding in cupboards, you're trying to stay around one corner, you're in shadows, whatever it is. Uh, But that would be, if you can think of an interesting environment to do that in, it's probably going to be their lair. You might just have to get interested with the lair. Uh, But for an environmental encounter, something revolving around the keen smell would be good and uh, would be tense. Yeah. I really, for, for a social encounter, Venom Trolls, they're in your face. They stand too close. They do not respect personal boundaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are within your bubble. Yeah. And they know it. And they love that it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. And they're dripping all over the place, too. And, like, not just the regular troll moistness. But the... But know. but the actual, like, poison boils are just... Some of them are just seeping. Oh, he got his mate right on me. Well, it, yeah. no, I, think it's, I think it's worse than that. I think, like, I would... It in the in the art it shows them as just having like tattered loincloth, but I would give them actual clothes like they're they know you're coming so they put on clean clothes and as you're talking to them the clothes are starting to become discolored yeah and and like they get the white shirt becomes darker and then yellow and then kind of that sickly green yellow yeah and then kind of brownish and like he's leaving wet footprints behind him as he goes like I just. Of all of them, this is the wettest of the trolls. Oh, if you could have a troll that was disguised, you know, like illusion magic, but of course the effect of what's happening to the clothes will still. Oh will yeah, still be that's there. fun. I like that. So. Oh yeah, you have like the, the the stinky beggar in the street, but it's a troll in disguise. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I, these are the guys I would use with the with the, with the Anis Hags. Like yeah. Yeah. through and through. I wouldn't. Makes sense. Now that I've because I I mean I didn't look at these before. Uh, it's very clear to me that these are swamp dwellers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the ones that are going to like be on the perimeter, on the outskirts, and people aren't going to want to go in there. But once you get past that, there's something going on inside. They're they're in almost defense of their own because they're just so vile. I also right. want this one more than any of the other ones to be female as well, so I can name him or name her Syphilis. That is awful. Yeah, that is awful. All right. I'm not very proud of myself. Uh, th- you mean, know what? Half points. Okay. <laughs> uh, battle tactics. Oh, yeah. Okay. Strap in for this one, guys. Okay. So. Did you say in or on? Strap on. Strap on for this one, guys. <laughs> um, because of their venom spray and because of their poison slash, with the regular troll, I said try and create distance. Split, split the players up. With the venom troll, this is all about being up close and personal. 
their strength is is their second highest stat. I'm trying to get the players in an enclosed space, and I am most likely grappling. Yeah. Because, because the tension comes from players when they can't do the regular shit that they usually do, and that's when they start infighting. So as soon as one of them's grappled, and as soon as that troll gets damaged, everybody's getting venom sprayed all over them. So get into an enclosed space, especially because it's still a large creature. If you can get between them. In like a cave network or something. One's on this side, one's on this side. This person's grappled or not. But that starts to stress players out as well when they can't get to each other. Uh, so this all comes down to movement and positioning and letting the players damage themselves. Watch how long that party stays aligned. <laughs> oh, my then. players are always damaged enough, but watch how long that party stays aligned then because it, we know players. I'm included in this. When other players start fucking with your shit. It, it infuriates you because oh. it's like, hey, dick. Dan, looking me. at you, Dan. Oh, yeah. 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 Dan is the one that will spend 45 minutes making a plan. And then in the second round of initiative, he's the first one to abandon it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every, every, every single time. Uh, I like the idea with your grappling of like they, they grab on and then press their face into a boil and have it burst and like uh-huh. really get in there. Like, just get like, in there close. You know when you were a kid and your like fat alcoholic uncle that was just really sweaty came in for a hug and you you got you gotta hug him but you're trying to get your face away from him to like leaning back and you like, don't want it. Those adults when you were younger, like that example added, you know when you could smell alcohol on their breath but you were a child and it was always uncomfortable. Yeah. It was like, oh god, it's kinda of stale as well. Yeah. Um, my big thing for Venom Trolls when it comes to battle tactics is, first of all, they have more hit points and they do splash damage and they know it. Everything else, like their stats are just better than a regular troll, which means they're going to get in faster and they're going to stay longer. Mm -hmm. They want to be in the thick of it. When it comes to, like we said before, that the tactics of a troll is whoever's uh, slinging fire and acid are the ones that they go after first. And that's true, but these guys want the melee combatants. They are going to find a way to be between people, right? Oh, hey, we're playing with flanking rules. <laughs> oh, fuck, that sucks for you guys this week. Yeah, right. Like because that's what you've always done. The fighter and the rogue have always yeah. relied on that tactic. So um, I'm very much into this, but I want to lock the players down. Mm-hmm. So bear traps and nets, right? I I love the grapple. But I want to lock them in place. Mm-hmm. I gotta tell you, at home on my desk, because I do roll 20 for my Thursday group, I've got a couple of cupboards above it, and inside I've got these like chalkboard things I can write on. And on one of them, in big letters circled at the bottom, is nets. Nets. Okay. My druid learned how to fly, and I learned how to use nets. And I love it. Oh. I freaking it's like yeah most underused nets. thing mm-hmm. use sucks nets. for players to use great for DMs yeah. yeah fine by me because you waste your action getting free of that shit that's yeah. what I'm always talking about you got to yeah. make them use their turn um, dealing with your bullshit oh man I really like the idea of like we talked about bottling the the troll blood I like the idea of bottling the pus or maybe someone's got a few of these guys locked up somewhere and they use the the, the venom, for lack of a better word. Uh, pus, I guess, is the better word. Yeah. Uh, they use that to like continually extract it from the venom trolls and maybe that's the moat around the big bad evil guy's castle. I, I like the idea of just like eight of these guys just like strung up by the ankles in the back room and it's like the car wash rollers going by just... 
milking them. Yeah, like over troll milk, <laughs> and, and like using it for nefarious purposes. <laughs> well, you don't you don't do it for garden party. I, I <laughs> the poor goblin minion whose job is to squeegee the venom trolls, like to get them to, to, to mess up. That is that's that's wonderfully gross. Uh, also, I like the idea, like you know. You know, you get sprayed by a skunk, it goes, it sticks around for a few days. Oh, yeah. I like the idea of these guys getting hit by a venom troll as they're, you know, wandering through the whatever in the city. And then they get called to go and speak to the, the local noble. And they got to go and stand in front of him just absolutely reeking a troll. Yeah, they need to go get, get a bath in tomato juice. Sorry, yeah, well, tomato juice. <laughs> or, or prestidigitation. Like, oh, you guys don't have that? Sucks to be you. Right. Um, yeah, okay, so before we give up on the battle tactics, the one other thing that I want to say is we have a recharge on this. Mm-hmm. For DMs that are not used to rolling with recharge, when you have a creature that has a recharge ability, it's supposed to be the showboat ability. It's the thing that makes this creature stand out from others. It's the loathsome limbs that are another thing. If you're going to play with that variant, that makes this monster very different from every other monster they've fought. Otherwise... Yeah, it's just a big orc that regenerates. There's not a whole lot of difference to it mm-hmm. if you are not painting that picture appropriately. So when it comes to unique combats like this, you should always start off or make sure that you work in that unique thing. For example, with Loathsome Limbs, I would say the first time that they take slashing damage, period, something lops off. And then after that, I'll use the 15 hit point rule. Right When it comes to, to this Venom Spray, they're going to use it and I want to recharge, I'm not going to get an average of six rounds, and I want to use this more than once in a combat. Especially because I'm regenerating, so it's going to be a longer combat. This needs to be a bigger threat. So it's going to recharge on a six, but go off a minimum of every four rounds. Right. I mean, a quick peek behind the DM screen, right? Like, I do metagame some of the stuff. When we're fighting a new character, when they're fighting a new monster or something, I'm going to showcase what they do. Yeah. Be- Every time. Because I want them to think, hey, remember the time this happened. Yeah. Well, so I just said, I want the world to get bigger. I want them to realize that, well, it's not just all axes and wands. Yeah. Right? There, there's some funky, weird, innate, magical shit going on. And not just with the spells you cast, but in the creatures you encounter. Mm-hmm. Right? Wait, what kind of deodorant does a barbarian use? Axe. Yes. God damn. Yeah. All right. Fun fact, uh, Axe is called uh, Lynx in the UK. It's called Lynx? Yeah. Like L-Y-N-X, Lynx? So I grew up, all of those jokes about Axe, I was saying Lynx the whole time. Interesting. Yeah, I know. That's weird. Considering Lynx is in Canada. I don't know. Is there there an Axe brand? It's Lynx. No, 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 no. but like is the name used by someone else? Somewhere else? I don't think so, man. Just on these really large hatchets. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, are you guys got like a, a one-shot plot hook? Yeah, I'm kind of getting d- even grosser kind of Bane vibes. Like po- I'm talking like uh, like Uma Thurman, Poison Ivy, and Bane, like Joel Schumacher kind of Bane. I was trying to do real yeah, ugly yeah. style with this. And if you can get like, you know, this could be like a minion for even like a green dragon that's like wild shaped. Or, or let's go Anis Hag. That's that's shaped that's shaped to look more like a human woman or something, uh, and use this as like a lieutenant um, for for an Anis Hag. Uh, I think that would be great. Some real ugly kind of Bane vibes. Yeah, I mean that's a slam dunk for that one. Yeah, yeah. that that Bane was born in the neon. <laughs> no, <laughs> fuck, I hate that movie with a goddamn passion. Yes, yeah. 
Anyway, um, for a plot hook for a Venom troll. Honestly, these guys are showcase um, henchmen for me. I, I don't really build a whole lot of plot hooks around them. I want them to be the lieutenant or the the issue that you fight, and you remember this as being like like the the geysers. Right, right. You'll remember that one for a for a while. Yeah. Um, and you have a great excuse to have venom troll. There was a venom troll in that fight. Right. There was right. a there was a dire troll. A rot troll and a venom troll in that fight, and you guys and the dire troll was just dropping limbs, and you guys were having so much trouble dealing with this as the guys just kept going off and tossing you around the battlefield. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, but you guys were also level 15, 16, somewhere around there. I, that remember, I can't believe I'm saying it. it was probably coming up four years ago or something, so yeah, yeah. Um, I really enjoy the Venom Troll as a set piece encounter. It's interesting because while they do have uh, decent, not great, but decent mental stats, they don't they don't speak to me as the big role play social. I'm the big bad guy of this chapter of not a regular troll, a dire troll, maybe a spirit troll, mm. but not not a Venom Troll. Venom Troll, I know what I'm going to use him for. He's going to have offspring, and he's going to name him a Carnage Troll. Oh, very clever. I hate it. Woody Harrelson. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. Uh, it was a movie. Yes, I believe that. Hey, it's got to be better I, than Morbius, and I, I did see that. I usually say, not that we'll stick on this, I'm usually like, you guys, better get over it. Don't be so nerdy and getting mad at stuff. But I I loved Venom when I was growing up. Oh, my, yeah. Same. My favorite. I fucking love Venom. And then I was it ruined it for me. But yeah. Did you prefer uh, Topher Grace's? Um, I legitimately prefer Topher Grace as well. Yeah. I mean, I have to say yes, yeah. but it wasn't that I enjoyed that It's not because it was so good, it was just because the other one was... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Topher yeah. Grace does look like evil Tobey Maguire, so like Parker? I'm fine with that. Yeah, they kind of yeah. did that well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Dave, do you have a... I also didn't like Tobey Maguire, but fine. Well. I mean, he was great in the newest one. Um, the uh, Oh, spoiler alert, I suppose. But Cider House Rules too. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I like the idea of taking some of the died. ideas that oh. we've already spoken about, kind of mashing them all together. Uh, you can take the idea of maybe maybe these venom trolls hold. I mean, venom to me, there's there's also antidotes to anti venoms, right? Yeah. So maybe you have to be the guy to go and capture these. So I like the idea of forcing my players into having to capture one of these, which means they're gonna have to get up close and personal and probably grapple it and just make it all sorts of unpleasant. And I, honestly, for that kind of encounter, I would go get a thesaurus and look up all sorts of different, like, describing words uh, to describe just how gross Adjectives these things are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Adjectives and adverbs. Maybe get the dictionary first and then uh, graduate to the thesaurus. Well, I know one or two. I can just use that. Ugh. But, uh, yeah, make, make, it, make it the snatch and grab. Uh, uh, yeah, they got to go snatch the pus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it means the same thing. <laughs> god damn okay friends if you haven't already don't forget to follow us on instagram facebook and you can catch us at r slash it's a mimic on reddit if you have questions if you want to talk to us our mailbag episodes you can email us at info at it's a mimic.com and we will get back to you so that brings us i guess to the last one because i my dice hit me today um and that is the rot troll and i have to say I love me a good rot troll because I love me a good aura. And that's what we get with rot trolls. So 
a troll that is, it says in the, the phrasing in Mordenkainen's is a troll that is infused with waves of necrotic energy. Um, as it regenerates, can develop a symbiotic relationship with the deathly power. This makes sense to me because if you look at the spirit troll, which we're going to get to in a future episode, that one's all about psychic energy. If it, if it drops with psychic energy, then it becomes a spirit troll. The venom troll has clearly been poisoned in the past. There's an ice troll. Like, I feel like depending on the kind of damage it takes, if it's not bludgeoning, slashing, or piercing, and if it's not fire or acid, clearly, then there will be that kind of troll. We need a lightning troll and a thunder troll and right, a force troll. I really like that idea of the Elemental troll. trolls? Well, the troll dropped to zero hit points when necrotic energy was used. Therefore, it came back as a rot troll. That's why it regenerated this way. When you hit zero hit points, but it wasn't the right kind of damage. So um, the body withers. The flesh starts to slough off of it. Um, it degloves in little bits and, and pieces that kind of flake off. The picture itself almost looks like it's on fire, but it's really just shedding its skin in really nasty, gross ways as necrotic energy pours off of it. Again... This is a CR9 creature, so it's even more powerful than the Venom Troll. And it's because it's got a better AC. It's still large. It's still chaotic evil. But the AC is up to 16 now. It's 12d10 plus 72 hit points, giving it an average of 138, which is a shit ton. Yeah, these are beefy trolls. Yeah. Um, and again, still just a speed of 30 feet. There's no reason it would be any faster than that. The con is even higher than the Venom Troll, which makes sense. The strength is still through the roof, and the dex is the same. But we have now tanked the uh, social and the mental skills. So Charisma is a 4. It is way down there. And that's about as low as we get with Trolls. Um, so that's really the weak point. And I think it's because you're not going to socialize with this thing. There's not going to be a performance check for one of these guys. It is going to be there. If you want to put it to sleep or use one of these charisma save spells, that's what it's going to take to deal with a rot troll. The perception is plus three. They are immune to necrotic now because, of course, they are the same way that um, the venom troll was immune to poison. And uh, it has dark vision up to 60 feet, passive perception of 13 now, which means it knows where you are and it's coming for you. Still, it speaks giant. That's no surprise. But this is the only one that doesn't actually regenerate. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, it degenerates. So, at the end of each of the troll's turns, each creature within five feet of it takes 2d10 necrotic damage unless it's taken acid or fire damage since the end of its last turn. So it's radiating essentially, think of like um, toxic radiation coming off of it. And the only way to knock it back is with fire or acid, which is going to close the wounds for a round before they open up again and start to to just wither everything around them down with necrotic damage. Interesting. But there is no regeneration uh, feature whatsoever on the Rot Troll. Again, we get multi-attack, which is one of the bite and two of the claws. And this got hit by the um, multiverse of madness that Mordenkainen presents, Monsters of the Multiverse. Um, and so we have... The differences are just the fact that it goes from chaotic evil to typically chaotic evil, which is just wiggle room so that nobody calls 
wizard's racist anymore. Um, and then the attacks change. So the bite damage goes from 1d6 plus 4, which is an average of 7, in uh, Tome of Foes. But then in Monsters of the Multiverse, it's up to 1d10 plus 4, which is an average of 9. Not a big deal. It is a bigger deal when you go from uh, the claw damage, which is 2d6 plus 4 in both, but uh, and that's slashing, plus necrotic. And the necrotic goes from 1d10 to 2d6. Now, the average is not a whole lot better, but anybody that knows dice knows you're going to roll better with two dice than you will with one. Your opportunity to roll, you cannot roll a one any longer. It's going to be a minimum of two, and it's going to be consistently better damage with that necrotic uh, damage. I like the rot troll a lot because there's not a whole lot of people out there, like players that are going to be able to withstand that kind of damage. I feel like even poison damage, there's going to be a couple that are going to have some sort of resistance by the end of tier two, but it's hard to come across resistance to necrotic unless you've got a very specific subclass. All right, guys, you want to roll for some... Uh, sure. Some questions. Some questions. 11. 12. Uh, <gasps> nine. I'm going first. Nice. Proud of you. Uh, so how would you do an environmental or social encounter with these guys? Well, I mean, if you're going to hunt them, it's going to be clear that you follow the yellow grass. Not the yellow snow, that's different. The yellow grass specifically. The dead flowers on the vine. Like, you attract... It's a troll. It's living in swamps and bogs and marshes and whatnot. But where everything is teeming with life, this is not. It's sucking the life out of the area. Yeah. yeah, you're going to be consistently finding small creatures dead on the path behind it, right? Um, other trolls, strangely, are all about regenerating life that this yeah, and that's another cool use of regular troll blood right is maybe you, you need that for gardening it would regenerate life right if you sprinkle it on your topsoil everything just grows faster and better and bigger i like the idea of just like some good aligned trolls that just sit there donating blood to like to, you know, to help, help out the orphanage yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, whereas the rot troll is surrounded by decay all of the time you have to think that everything it eats is going to taste like ash this is a shitty existence for it, right? This is going to be... A rot troll to me is is just damaging its entire environment. Anything organic is no longer organic. It goes from, from creature to corpse, from plant life to, to ash and stick, right? And that's what you get. That's all you get. They got to be miserable, which means in my head, I think that they are desperate, which is why the charisma is so low, mm -hmm. because they are going to be charging all of the time um, towards life. And I want to capture that with my with my environment when you're tracking them down to really see kind of the shitty place that they're, they've been living and the way that they've been living. And the social encounter is going to be, when was the last time you think anybody touched this troll? You guys ever been like starved for human touch? You right, know, like during the during I'm, the pandemic. I'm a touch lover, so yeah, I, I, touch is my love language. I should have said, yeah. yes, it is important to me. Um, like Dan, Dan is a hugger, right? Like yeah. some people are very much they need that physical touch. Rot trolls are probably desperate for it, mm -hmm. right? That idea of camaraderie. Other these guys aren't in clans. No, they're solo. They're they're, they're solo, yeah. right? This is how like the trolls that got kicked out of the ordning. And then abandoned together, it's okay, we can do it ourselves. Have now kicked this guy out too. And he's by himself, just rotting away everything around him. Mm -hmm. And not getting better. Like I'm, I like he doesn't have regeneration. Thematically that fits. It sucks for a troll. But like, you got to think, this is, oh, 
here's here we go. Here's the first troll to have an existential crisis. Sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Who is next? Uh, Terry. Uh, me. Uh, what was the first question, Dave? I'm sorry. I, uh, I, social I, or environmental? Yeah. It's it's tough, right? For social. I don't know. I'm going to need a minute. Dave, you oh, yeah, hold, sure. hold your action. Uh, I'll hold my action. All right, you know, to, to me, trolls are traditionally guardians of something. They're guards. They protect the bridge. They protect the swamp. They protect whatever. These guys protect the graveyard. I like yeah. the idea of these guys being hired to lurk around the graveyard at night to keep people from fucking around. And that's how they coexist. Nobody wants to be around them because, I mean, nobody up to good goes to graveyards at night, mm-hmm. right? So I, I kind of like the idea of using that as the social encounter. Have them kind of live in this environment of decay and rot and maybe they thrive on it, right? They're, they're around, you know, that kind of thing, right? That's, that's their environment. Uh, and, and, I mean, you could have your... Your party have to infiltrate a graveyard and get around this guy. Maybe there's a large tomb that they're trying to get a MacGuffin out of. And this troll is wandering around uh, inside and uh, trying to hunt them down. And your guys are kind of like doing the sneak game, right? Do you, do you think that the necrotic damage that comes off of it is magical in nature? I think necrotic damage in general is magical yeah. in nature. Well, I always think of it as being radiation. But that's radiant damage. No, radiant damage is sunlight. I mean, like, specifically, like, nuclear radiation. Like, you stood too close to uranium. Okay, so so the answer is no. yes for, for magical, then, yeah? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So then, my question is, if they're hanging out in a graveyard, are they accidentally raising the dead? Uh, no, because they're not... I mean, maybe one of that learned how to be a cleric is. But... No, oh, they're not infusing things with necrotic magic. If anything, it would help the bodies decay faster. Sure. Okay. I was thinking more about like shadows and ghosts and whatnot, like just like infusing undead into the dead. No. No, you're not into it. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm thinking about um, social encounters, and I kind of see it differently to Adam. I I do see your point with like how long is this. You know, how long has it been since this troll has been touched and maybe they missed that? But I, I I, think I would play it as almost like a sense of shame in a way. Like they would deliberately hide themselves from the world. Like they, they don't oh, want to be seen. But they're bitter. These guys are incels. They're they're posting on all of the wrong subreddits. They're they're these guys go on 4chan. And you can you can tell they are so antisocial. But I think you're right. It's because they're ashamed. And their yeah. beards are neck-based. Yes. Yeah. Neck yeah, so I'm not sure of the, the, the specifics Every of how has I would a do fedora. it. Let's... But I would have it more around the the aggression or, or, or whatever they have would come from like a, a bitterness, a hatred to the world that, that all kind of stems down to a shame or at least a feeling of like worthlessness or something. Uh, and then I would sort of build an encounter around that. I think it would have to flip... Flip into rage pretty quickly, too. Yeah. Right? Stop looking at me! Yeah. Yeah, the opposite of, uh, of um, you know, pride. They don't they don't want to be the... The center the, of attention. Yeah, they, the they, Yeah, and I think that that's what I meant. Like, they're not... They're, they're touch-starved, but they're not going to go out to look for a hug. Mm-hmm. They are... They're getting warped and twisted by loneliness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, battle tactics. Adam, what do you got? Um, stay within five feet of everyone. Yeah, just keep moving. Uh, yeah, because it's at the end of each of the trolls' turns. Not at the beginning of your turn. So the battle master shit's not going to help. At the end of the trolls' turn. So he's going to run right up. 
He's going to stand next to everybody. And he's going to hit everybody with that 2d10 necrotic damage. Fuck, do I love auras. Yeah. That's great because you when it's at the end of the troll's turn, you get to control it. When it happens, ah, it happens nice. Yeah. Glad no, you I finally made that. that joke. I wasn't doing that, Dave. Oh. I wasn't doing that. I have to use the word control at some point. Okay. okay. Ah! <laughs> what was that? <laughs> uh, I think I cut you off there, Adam. Sorry. No, I like that's it. Get get close. Like that's the thing. As the trolls are becoming more powerful, we're seeing that they're able to affect their environments more. Mm-hmm. And what that means is that they're going to be in combat. That they're going to be melee. They're all melee. We haven't seen a ranged attack yet, except for the Venom uh, spray. Right. So they want to get in there, and they want to they want to have the fisticuffs with everybody else because that's that's how they win. Mm-hmm. That's how they win. And that's the big thing. However, this guy more so than the others, he will know his mortality. And just because. See, I wouldn't let this guy heal on a long rest. If he runs away in a long rest, he still has those injuries later. Yeah. I would give them paranoia about taking damage as well. Battle tactics for me, I would play... I see what you're saying. And, and, and along those same lines, the last time I said with the Venom Troll, I said grapple them and then hold them in place and essentially let the other player characters do the damage for you. With this one, I'm looking at grappling and the damage happens at the end of the of the Troll's turn... I'm looking to grab and then just book it with that player. Get into that tight cave network. You'll go, you'll travel half speed um, if once you've grappled. The damage happens at the end of your turn. The other player characters, I know people and I know player characters. They are not going to follow you on that first turn. They've got that round of, we don't really want to go in there. Maybe I'll try something else. I've still got these different things. Okay, that's fine. Do your round. Maybe you'll catch him if you've kind of gone down the cave and you've gone off a little bit. But the next round, I'm still going. It's like full the descent. I'm going deeper into that cave. Now, um, because you're already grappled, my action is going to be to dash. So, yeah, it's half movement, but I still get the 30 feet now. Now I'm 45 feet away in the dark, in the caves, and I've still got your friend. And this is the second round that I'm doing this damage. Now they may want to come after you if they're feeling like good allies. That is absolutely fine. But now you're in my world. And now I'm going to grab another one. And, and I ta- have dark vision. And the t- Yeah, and the tactic is going to be I- I'm taking one of you with me deeper and deeper into this hole. And when that person gets away, I'm grabbing another one. And let's see how long we can play this for. And just Picking and, them off one by one. I'm yeah, just going to keep grabbing and, one and keep running. And you don't have to finish them off because all you need to do is get them to that ledge deep in the cave yeah. and toss them 60 feet into the pit. That's it. They're not going to crawl out of that in a round. And they're going to take 66, wait, what's that? Yep, 66 fall damage mm-hmm. from that. On top of the necrotic you've been hitting them with for two or three rounds. And you're already booking it back to get the next guy. Yeah, I'll get into that that uh, that underwater lake, underwater like, bog or whatever it is. I know they don't have a swim speed, but they have a very high constitution. Which means they can hold their breath longer yeah. than the other guy. All I gotta do is grab you and get you in there and good fucking luck. Especially if it's dark and the other people don't know where you are. Love it. Uh, battle tactics, you know, I haven't brought this up in a while. I started in 3.5, and the thing with 3.5 is you can just stat the shit out of anything, and you're going to win, okay? Fifth edition, though, you really need to learn the tactics of your creatures, and this is something that I've really kind of seen with the trolls, especially today, is they're so diverse. They do so many different things, and in order to really thrive, you have to be able to identify what makes them that good, and, and focus on it. And yeah, these guys, it's all about proximity. It's getting close, right? Uh, what did we say it was five feet? 
Yeah, it's within five feet. Okay, I, I honestly, I kind of, I was thinking the idea would be nice, it would be neat to maybe increase that to ten feet. Maybe they're on the other side of a door, or maybe there's like, you, you know, some way that they're affecting the area around them, but they, the players can't see. Ask it. me what the plot hooks. I got a plot hook. Uh, so now that I have completed my, yeah, uh, <laughs> no, 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 I, no, I want to leech on your thing for my, for but my yeah, plot I mean, hook. I mean, that's, that's what I got, right? What, what do you got for plot hook? Okay. So, uh, a dark, mysterious stranger has rolled into town. They have taken over the small altar in the temple, um, that is behind a door and it's, uh, it's like a f- 10 foot by 20 foot, uh, room. And they have placed a magical item deep in the room and anybody that goes into it, starts to just wither and die, taking 2d10 necrotic damage every round they're in there. And everybody's going to think it's this item. But the item is just an item of power word stun that is consistently going all of the time. But it's being used on trolls. And there are three or four rot trolls under the floorboards. So that's what's causing the necrotic damage. And if you remove this item from the altar, the rot trolls get up. And bust through the floor. That's my fucking mystery. I like it. Yeah, it's it's a, a neat twist, um, and it lets you feel the necrosis before you're actually dealing with combat, which is fun. I don't get a whole lot of social encounters out of these guys just because of the proximity thing, but uh, but I like that 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 item is actually keeping the trolls where they are. It's jail. Yeah. Yeah. Right on, Terry. That's incredible. I really, I can't top that. I just thought that this would be, uh, yeah. I, I would use this as the, the, what I had was I would use this as the troll that's coming into town and stealing the children, was what I liked. I thought with the rot, tr- rot troll, it, it seemed uh, particularly more disturbing, especially leaning into the how I saw them as kind of hiding themselves from the world. They would be taking them deep into the caves. Um, and and I thought that sounded like it would have been really fun for me to flesh out. Uh, however, ah. Adams was... Fantastic, and I don't feel like I can top that. So I mean, yeah, I mean, all I had was I was thinking that if you had, you know, the local town had poisoned water, these were the guys that were leaching into it and poisoning the water. You got to mm-hmm. go and stop them. Uh, that was gonna kind of be my yeah, but, that, that but feels, you win. That feels venomy as well. Like I could use either one for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, all right, anybody have any more thoughts, comments, questions about trolls here? Um, no, not particularly. I, I like trolls, but we have another episode coming up about trolls shortly, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I want to see what the, the rest of them, the rest of them do here. Yeah, and I think almost all of them, all of the trolls got updates, right? So, um, you may have slightly different information, um, depending on which book that you have. And if you have D&D Beyond, it's already, I think, by the time this episode airs, too late, because I think it's D&D Beyond is retiring out Volos and Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes and is only officially now using the Monsters of the Multiverse. I don't like that. No, they're retiring it out. And unfortunately, that also means that all of those big lore chunks and everything are gone as well. I don't like that either. Mm. So Seems like a misstep. Yeah. So um, you will still be able to buy physical copies of it, although I'm not sure they're going to keep printing them. So jump on... Amazon and get them while you can, uh, because this is going to be an issue where people are only going to get part of the information. Uh, I haven't gotten my hands on um, Monsters of the Multiverse yet, just because of the order that we're recording these episodes in, but I'm not sure how much of the lore made it over. Mm. Mm, I'll have to have a look at that. Yeah. yeah, but I'll tell you now, 
I'm sure it doesn't include Mate Rut. Well, it should. It should. Uh, so that's all for our discussion on these trolls. Next time we talk about monsters, we'll be covering the other four kinds of trolls, as well as their reprint variants. Make sure that you subscribe or follow and check back regularly to see what inspirations and insights we'll have for you in the future. Next week, we'll be sitting down to have a conversation on NPCs, role-playing, and character voices. Thanks for listening to another episode of the It's a Mimic podcast. If you'd like to support us, we have a donate button on our website, www.itsamimic.com, as well as a store for some of just fantabulous merch. We also rely on word of mouth to get the news of the podcast out there to the community. So please pass the word to everyone you know that we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, as well as most podcast apps. Thanks again for listening to It's a Mimic, where you never know what you're going to get. Yeah! This has been an It's a Mimic production. Inquiries, requests, and questions for our mailbags can be sent to info at itsamimic.com. Hey, so on the topic of trolls, I uh, I got thinking, if every time you got injured, would you prefer that that area of your body grow back larger or smaller? Uh, bigger, clearly. Although I will tell you right now, 14-year-old me would have just been like, damaging my junk. <laughs> just like, like, probably already purpose. were. Yeah. Say that, yeah. the, amount, the amount of times I've like, uh, cut myself while, while uh, you know, Dave... Tending to that. Yeah. Uh, Larger would be good. This episode is not sponsored by Manscaped. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I didn't bring it up. (laughs) I was going to say, I no longer have that problem. Thanks to my lawnmower, blah, blah, blah. Well, I had, I broke my wrist, what, two, three times, something like that. Okay. And, And I had surgeries afterwards. So could you imagine just like one large arm? You walk around like Hellboy. We call you Bam Bam. <laughs> so smaller than Dave? Is that was that your answer? Well, I mean, no, because I have like a little. I'd be the little guy from from uh, was a scary movie. What's scary the, movie too? Yeah, 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 like where do you where do you get mo- injured most often? Hands. I've got loads oh, of oh. I've got loads of scars on my shins. Yeah, I mean, I, I cook right, so like I cut fingers and stuff. Mm. Like, oh no, you guys aren't thinking. Think how fat your neck would be just nicking yourself shaving. Yeah. You guys ever been out in the cold and get like a chapped nipple? And then, it, like, it starts to crack a little bit. Yeah. And then it's got a heel, so you get, like, this one large and This nipple. has never happened to me, so, like... You spend some time outdoors, Adam. <laughs> how many no, times... sounds what, terrible. Why how many times have you bit your tongue? Nipples. <laughs> oh, so this giant tongue. This is what Dan sounds like on weekends. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even touching that. Again. With a mouthful of dicks. <laughs> Title of the episode. With a mouthful of dicks. With a mouthful of dicks. <laughs> Keep the waiting to figure it out till the very end. Love it. Well, it's Kyle's fault, clearly. It is 100% Kyle's fault. He's editing this, I think. Uh, no, this is Brad. No, it's Brad. Oh, he's editing. No, it's fucking Brad's fault. Though. No, it's fucking Brad. Fucking Brad. Right? Fuck. <laughs> Brad's all right. We give him a hard time. I'd give Brad a hard time. I saw someone in a movie that That's going to make it into a secret clip folder. Sorry? Derek? Was it the social network? I can't remember. <laughs> what the hell was I watching? But there's somebody in there I was like, that looks like Brad. Anyway, this anecdote is not good without the reference. What it was. was it Zombieland? No. Adventureland? Superman. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> you look like Jesse Eisenberg is what we're saying, Brad. Yes. <laughs> we have fun. We have fun here. We're all ridiculous. So is this the post-credit tangent? No, no. no. This is entirely up to Brad or that he's going to throw this on to the end of the I, I mean, I mean, it's fine. <laughs>
I'm gonna punch Dan's house in the face. <laughs> Is everybody having fun? I specifically requested it. Yeah. <laughs> or not, okay. Yep, no. Yeah. <laughs> no more small talk. <laughs> Large talk only. Well, we might edit that out, you see, Dave. <laughs> Fuck. That was fucking crazy. Here we go. Oh shit, what is this episode called? DM Dave. <laughs> oh yeah, nice. not DM Dave. DM Dave is another person. Not today. I'm the captain now. Thanks for listening. Bye.